Oh, that's dangerous. Yeah, check one, two, one, two. <clears throat> I'll start it. On this episode of the Truck Show Podcast, Jason the Shag. It's not the Shag. It's just Shag, right? It's Shag. On this episode of the Truck Show Podcast, episode 128, Holman, we have Jason Shag Arrington. I mean, don't bury the headline. 128, that's solid. Mm-hmm. We also have some truck news, which you're going to want to stand by for. And apparently you guys hate Holman. We'll get to that in a minute. Now, hey, I, hey, have whoa, a, what? I, have a, I have a question for you, All Holman. All right, I'm ready. All right. Why do people hate me? Nope. Oh. You're at an intersection. Yes. You're in the middle lane of three traveling in the same direction. I am. There is no car in the lane to the left. You look down and you see a three-quarter inch tall flathead screw on its flathead side pointing up towards the sky. I can see that from the... How it's, fast am I going? No, you're you're sitting in a light. Oh, I'm at a light. You're at a light. I left that important piece out. You're oh, at a light. Okay. You're looking to Is the left. Is this a riddle or are you bored. showing me a video? You're bored. You're looking down out of your window okay. to the left. I'm at a light. And I'm in the, see, am I in the center lane? You're in the center lane. Of three. Of three. And nobody's on my left. That's correct. And there's a screw. And you look down and you see a screw pointing up. Okay? Is it looking at my tires? It's eagerly awaiting its next victim. Well, that's not going to be me. Do you, A... Get out of the truck and pick it up as to save the person next to you from a blown tire. Uh -huh. Ignore it and be happy that it wasn't in your lane. Or go up the street, loop around, and then park so you can watch someone drive over it. Uh, I'm going to go with B. Just ignore it? <laughs> yeah, because think about it. Like, as far as I'm concerned, it's not a foregone conclusion that's going to blow anybody's tire. In fact, I've had two screws in the uh, truck that I'm driving's tires for mm -hmm. about six months. Really? And neither one has caused any problems. So I figure I just leave them. I can't it's leave like them alone. Studded. You actually will go back and pick them up? I will. Nope. I will. Well, so here's me right here, uh -huh. just about to turn left on Douglas Street in front yeah. of the Motor Trend Studios. Yeah. And I crack the door open. I put it in park. I'm getting out. I'm getting that screw. Yeah, but you're only doing that because there's nobody on the streets right now. So here's the thing. I'm opening the door and up wails a car, screeches at the red light, and I'm like, oh, well, I can't get it now. Mr. Mercedes just covered up the screw. Oh, all right. So well, close the door and move he's on. He's on his own. But I always pick up nails, screws. I think if I leave Even it there. in the middle of the roadway. Yes. If I leave it there, then that means that I'm going to get. I'm going to get a flat. Is that worth dying for? It's like karma. Well, I'm not going to do it on a There's freeway. There's no karma from a screw. Yes, there is. If you leave it there because somebody else is going to get a flat. That or, you could have saved. Or somebody else just like you. I mean, you, have, you clearly have no faith in humanity because, in my opinion, somebody like you is just right behind you. You couldn't get it. He's going to pick it up for you. No. You're, or you're, there's a guy like me. <laughs> you're not going to pick it up. I'm going to pick it up with my tires, clearly. But what if you're not? What if the dude's some guy's driving a Porsche? You know what I mean? Or he's driving. Well, a, you think that he doesn't know the risks of driving a vehicle with low profile tires? What if he's driving a mini truck with low pros? You think he doesn't know the risk? You don't think that he's looking all the, all the time for obstructions? But and you can't see it. You know, like by the time he hits it, he's doing 45, 50 miles an hour. And or because he's driving some of these low profile tires, he looks out his window, opens the door, picks it up. Yeah, but he couldn't. It was in front of the tire and he would have rolled right onto it. You know it. what? This, is, this conversation is worrisome to me mm -hmm. because this I feel like the way it's going is indicative of us spending way too much time together. Uh, in fact, 128 times we've plus because we have bonus episodes. We've done this. <laughs> we joke that you're my work wife, 
and you're actually sounding like my real wife. And and what I mean by that is as you're talking and you are changing the facts of your story to fit your narrative and getting all amped up over it, it's the same thing that happens when my wife and I are watching a TV show. She goes, well, I hate this. Why are they doing that? I hate when they mess with the kids. And I look at her and I'm like, it's a TV show. It's not real. They wrote it to bother you. You wouldn't watch it if you weren't bothered because there would be nothing interesting to watch. That's like you right now. I feel like I have two wives. No, but I really want to know if you're the kind of person who takes the shopping cart back to the stall and puts it away or just that's leaves it in than the a middle. Na- that's different than a nail in the ground. It's not because you know that that nail's going to get somebody at some point. Okay. Or, that's not okay. Or somebody with knobby tires like me is going to pick it up and everybody wins. What do you mean? Oh, well, I just don't see that happening. I mean, yes. And yes, if you've to got answer big- your question, I will take the shopping cart back to the stall. See now I'm conflicted. They're I, not. They're they're not. You let me down in on one exclusive. area, and then and then you uphold yeah. good nature on the other side. <sighs> no, I'm upholding both areas because I can't p- physically any longer with my big fat ass reach down and pick screws out of the street. So I just run them over for other people. Pick them up with my tires. Everybody's everybody's taken care of. That's that's what I'm saying. You're gonna get a flat leaving the studio. How dare you? <laughs> oh, okay. You want to play that game? No, don't, don't, yeah, don't no, curse no, no, no. me. You want to talk about karma. <laughs> you just put yourself out there for the, the, the karma police to uh, to come get you. I'm the one that tried to stop traffic nope. to get a freaking nope. screw in the road. But then you didn't get your, your own way, and mm-hmm. then you wished harm upon somebody else. That's like double karma points. I'm not wishing harm. I didn't say you should die. I know, but you wished harm upon my tires. I just wanted your- I You was wanted hoping, me to get a flat on the way home. No, I'm hoping that you- I was wishing that you would have said, you know what? I would, I'm would. i always trying to look out for the, the auto or truck enthusiast, and I would stop what I'm doing and pick up the screw. It's not always possible. That's Will not you, practical. Okay, then let me ask you this. How about when I was riding motorcycles, if I saw something in the road, mm-hmm. I would always stick my leg out and point with it for any other bikes that were around me to, to also be able to see it. Okay, that's good. What about in a parking lot if you find a screw or a nail in a parking lot of like a Home Depot where it fell out of the truck? Shoot, they grow there. Are you giving me any other excuse? That's another excuse that you're not picking it up. I'm kicking it over to the curb. See, I picked them up and I put it in a planter box where I know it can't fall out back onto the but street. But now it rusts and kills all the plants in the box and now you've Man, killed the life. You know it's not. Maybe it's uh, not zinc plated. I'm okay with it killing, you know, a daffodil if it's going to save a nittle tire. All right then. Podcast at gmail.com. We're in a standoff, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, to start this episode. That's what it is, Holman. It's a showdown. Who's picking up the screw from the ground? So are you saying you're picking up so many screws that you need a Nissan Titan XD to haul them all around with? Uh, yes, that is precisely what I'm saying. Yeah, but that has 2,240 pounds of payload. Yeah. That's a lot of screws. Uh, how many? I don't know. Okay, what do you think a screw weighs? Way less than an ounce. I don't know. Let's be generous and say, well, okay, let's say half an ounce just because it's a big screw that's going to go right through your tire. Okay. I'll I'll play along with you on this. All right. All right. So there are. uh, What's the thread pitch on that screw, though? Oh, I don't know what the thread pitch is. So is this like a deck screw, like a drywall screw, something bigger? Uh, It's something really ugly. No, no, no. It's it's a machine. Yeah, it's a sheet metal metal screw. screw. Got it. It's got some girth to it. All right. So let's figure how many screws do you think are in a pound? A big ugly one that has like a. Really pointy sheet metal screw end. Like a hundred? Mm, for a pound? Yeah. I'm going to say, yeah, f- 
yeah, let's say 100. Okay, we'll say 100 screws per pound times the uh, Titan XD's 2,240-pound payload capacity. Mm -hmm. And, uh, of course, you get uh, 224,000 screws. I'll have a little bit of work ahead of me there. I mean, you would need the <laughs> deck system just to keep them from you know bouncing out of the bed of the truck. Sure. Maybe I'm uh, falling behind on my quest to pick up screws, all the screws from the ground. I, I would say that if your lifetime goal is to pick up screws and you go fill the bed of a uh, Nissan Titan XD. With the deck system? Yeah. I would be on board with that. Because you'd never see me again. No, it would be awesome. <laughs> They'd be like, hey, who's that guy who's always stopping to pick up screws? You would become legend. I would. What would happen? Would you put a magnet off your trailer tow hitch, and that way as you're driving, you can pick them up? That'd be cool. But only in reverse, because otherwise you risk your tires. (laughs) Oh, that's true. Huh. Huh. No, I just get some run flats. Well, you could always do the uh, the Titan Crew Cab has uh, 1,630 pounds of payload. So, <laughs> so you, ridiculous. You could always downsize your truck if you didn't need so much uh, so much truck like uh, a Titan XD. Okay. So either way, you decide how many screws you think you need, and uh, you can head on over to your Nissan dealer, NissanUSA.com, and check out the industry's best warranty, five-year, 100,000 miles, that uh, standard 5.6 liter endurance V8. I like when I roll into the Nissan dealer. Yeah. And he goes, sir, I, before you make the purchase, I'd like to understand how you would use this oh, vehicle. Oh, your use case. Your use case. Like, what mm-hmm. do you do? Are you in construction? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you haul uh, 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 cinder block? What do you do? And I go, I pick up screws. You know, it, you can what always- do you mean, sir? Do, So, oh, oh, so you you go from construction site to construction site bringing screws to the to the workers. No, no. I pick them up. I pick off up the, the I pick up the orphaned ones. You know, if you uh, <laughs> needed to go into uh, the screw picking up business and a bed of a Titan wasn't enough, nine thousand three hundred fifty pounds uh, towing capacity for a Titan Crew Cab or eleven thousand pounds in a Titan XD. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of screws. Put them in your screw trailer. <laughs> Do you think that Nissan's uh, intelligent around view monitor? Can see the screws in the God view? Oh, that would be interesting. I wonder how if it's high res enough. Probably, huh? All right, we're gonna have to go out on a uh, on a mission. To <laughs> we find have to call out. Nissan and go get a, uh, a truck. I feel like we would go get a uh, Nissan Titan and borrow it for the weekend, mm-hmm. and we would throw about three screws in the back until we actually realized that this was completely impractical, and you were never gonna pick up another screw a day in your life. It's possible. Yeah, see, you brought this whole thing up, and you don't even do it. <laughs> what do you mean I would? Uh, all I right, thought well, about it. Well, again, if you're in the market for a half ton truck. Check out our friends over at Nissan, NissanUSA.com, or head down to your Nissan dealer, five-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And the Fender audio system so I can turn it up and block out the sound of all the screws rattling around <laughs> in the deck drawers behind me. Well, or you just put them in the deck drawers where you won't hear them, hopefully, and you can go over to deck.com. Check out our opinion, the best cargo organizer on the market for your truck or van. Again, deck.com. And uh, I think Greg would have to add uh, loose screws to uh, his use case for the uh, deck system. <laughs> This is the farthest we've ever gone for a plug. <laughs> I mean, this is just ridiculous. At what point do we start the show? Right now. The Truck Show. We're going to show you what we know. We're going to answer what the truck, because truck rides with The Truck Show. We have the lifted. We have the lowered and everything in between. We'll talk about trucks that run. Show, the truck show, oh, oh. It's the truck show with your hosts, 
Lightning, and Holman. Hey, that's us. It is us, unfortunately. Uh, Unfortunately for us or unfortunately for the listener? Uh, For the listeners, um, I don't know if they're going to forgive us for that abomination of a a plug. But uh, we're gonna try. I think. I, mean, I think we went down. Uh, we we went deep on that one. I think we we dug deep, and uh, we tied everybody together, or up, or something like that. <laughs> I don't think we tied anyone together. I think they're running for the hills. But you guys st- stick around because this is gonna be good. We're talking to Shag. Oh, from uh, the TV show Iron Resurrection. Yes. All right. Real name Jason Arrington. 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 I'm going with Arrington. So there, uh, there's a story there. I tried to get him on for I don't know two years now. We'll bring it up with him and uh, figure out why he came on now. Yeah. Go ahead and uh, while you dial. Let's think of something to do while we're away. Oh. It's ringing. Oh, it's your ring already. I was okay. quick on that one. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, it's uh, Lightning and Holman Truck Show Podcast. What's happening? I'm good, man. How are you guys? We are fantastic. We have a quick intro to play, so don't move. All right. Yo, the truck show. (laughs) Who dis? Who dis? Who the hell is this? A truck show interview you don't want to miss. We talk to top dogs (laughs) in the industry. How'd you blow up? How'd you come to be? Who dis? Who dis? Truck show represent. What you think? Uh, Is that your new favorite intro right there, Jason? Dude, I love the horns, man. I love the horns. <laughs> That's you the got, best part. You got to have the reggaeton horns, you know? Yeah, you got to do it. When you're talking yeah. trucks. <laughs> or amazing. not at all. I love it. Yeah. yeah. That's so, stuff, man. man. So, so I'm so glad you're uh, you're finally on the show. I mean, I think you and I talked about this like two years ago or something like that at you know the what? Motor Trend Party. Two, two years ago yesterday. Is it really? <laughs> yeah, I'm weird about dates. I don't know why. It, it's nothing I try to be. It just happens. Is that your superpower? But I thought of that today. I thought of that today. The co- that thing I did at the Motor Trend, the uh, hosting that Crew Two gaming thing, was two years ago yesterday. How funny, Jason. The numbers thing is that with like math, or are you good at just dates? Or do you yeah, like I maps? Think I think it's dates. I don't know. It's why. a superpower. It's just, it's just weird dates. And I mean, it, it, like Mandy's always been like, how do you do that? Why? How does that happen? Like, why do you remember those things? I'm like, I don't try to. <laughs> it just happens. It just happens. All right. I, well, before we go any further, I have to call out my man Lightning here because Uh-oh. he's calling you Jason, but you go by Shag, and he goes by Lightning. Okay, that's what I want to check because if I call him Jay on the show, I get a whole, like, uh, I have to do a, like, a remediation hour after the show that's where true. he explains yeah. to me his uh, public persona and how it affects his life. So I just want to make sure well, we're uh, we're on the right page with okay, you. Well, so- Shag, Shag came as a nickname in, like, six, like seventh grade, maybe, sixth or seventh grade. It was Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. And it, it stuck. <laughs> oh, man. man I it, love it the Scoob. bad. Yeah. Well, hey, and in in what would that be, 82, 83? You know, I was a skinny redheaded kid with braces it wasn't that cool (laughs) at at the time i didn't think it was that cool all right uh, so for the sake of this conversation you're shag and i'm lightning all right we'll do that i'm just you're right i mean holman you're right you always get mad at me for that i just want to make sure our guest isn't i felt like i was making it a little more personal you know like we're in with shag so we'll just call him jason but no i I think you're right the audience no, knows me like shag. my mom and dad. I think, you know, it's weird if my lady calls me Shag. I don't know why. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it's funny because, you know, if someone calls like, yes, is Mr. Jason Arrington there? Like, I know. 
they have no idea who I am. So it makes it real easy to screen calls. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, uh, you want uh, you want me to pay a bill, don't you? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not like, home. Oh, no, this, this is his old number. <laughs> <laughs> so first, let's get the business out of the way. Iron Resurrection is on Motor Trend, yep. okay? Yes. Uh, both the linear and on demand for a whopping $1 a month, well, I think, on. right now, right? Linear. Linear. Nobody knows what that is. but you, I was just going to explain the it. TV show. The I TV channel. TV. The TV show, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Formerly Velocity, now Motor Trend. Find it if you have cable, that sort of thing. I didn't even call it that before you, Holman. You were like, oh, the linear. Yeah, I'm like, that's, what is that? We're just talking shop. And now we're talking to people out in the world. And oh, going, my God. Yeah, I know you. going sideways. Eric and A-holes talking But you about. did say streaming. You did say streaming. You were like linear and streaming instead of linear and digital. Oh, you my know. God. See? Uh, oh, I, I, <laughs> everything's wrong. I feel like every time, uh, every week that goes by, we get a new note from corporate of, Dude, all right, we're God. calling it this this week. And oh. I'm like, I don't know. Hold on. Lightning. What is wrong with you? I mean, well, I'm off lots. to a bad start. All right, okay. well, can we can we pull up? Can we recover from our nosedive? Or, or what? It's amazing. I don't know. I feel this like awesome. it's just, I'm calling Here. all the wrong. Oh, hit the I'm sorry apology, right. and then we'll go from in, there. In, oh, so we're going to do it in advance. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. We are deeply sorry. We're sorry. <laughs> we're sorry. <laughs> we're sorry. All right, so all we're right, sorry. So in okay, sorry. there's four. Right. We got four. We got one in the bank, so that's three. We're we good. put it on Shag's uh, a sorry tab. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you got three on the tab. That's All right. It. Okay. Okay. So let's go back in time. We want to get your history. So take us back. How we're, far? Shag, well, I want to find out where were you? I guess we need to find out, like, let's go back well, way back. Well, hold, how about this? We know about uh, when he was given the Shag nickname. Yes. Let's go forward from there. So yeah, do that, we, was, that, was, that was back, way back. Okay, so I want to find out. No, I'd like to actually find out. I've read some kind of history, you and your Facebook talking about you and Pop working on, you know, wrenching on cars and trucks, that type of the old thing. Jeep CJ7, that was pretty cool. Absolutely. That was oh, a great car. Great pose, first car, man. 78 CJ7. Yeah. yeah. Was it a, uh, what engine was it? It was a AMC 304 or was it? Yes. A, oh, good man. Yes. I have a funny. It was, you know, it was a beater. It was definitely a beater. That's okay. Um, and I was taught to drive in it. I was a standard. My dad taught me to drive in it. And then it was I, I learned a lot about how to fix, you know, cars because of that Jeep. You know, my dad was always, I'll buy the parts, you do the work. But if you break it, you fix it. So That seems like a pretty there fair deal. Sit there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Every, every car had a Chilton's manual. You know, back in the day, there wasn't Google. There was Chilton's. That's right. So we, I, I, every time I would get a new car or we would uh, trade or do whatever, yeah, there was always a Chilton's manual that followed so I, so I could look up how to fix things. I had a buddy who uh, who rolled one of those things once in front of me on the highway and oh. uh, went off-road, and he was passing people because there was a bunch of traffic. It was in like this uh, two-lane desert area. It was all washy to the side, so I thought he'd be an a-hole and pass everybody and then lost it. And it rolled over, and I had been following him for about 25 miles, and he had this horrible like uh, like uh, steer to one side where he was, you could tell the steering wheel was trying to keep it straight in the lane. And, oh, yeah. Uh, it obviously had wheels and tires outside the tub. It had the uh, roll bar on it. So they weren't wearing their seatbelts. They get thrown out into the desert. Oh, no. Both get up, and they were like, were like, oh, crap. And I remember my friend Adam in the backseat of my Rangers. We went by. He goes, they rolled. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa. You know, it's all slow motion. So anyway, we get yeah. off the highway, and there's crap everywhere. And we're like, oh, my God. Or, you know, They must be dead, right? And they both get up out of the scrub brush, and they're like, you know, just brushing themselves off, like, dude, that sucked, you know. And we're like, are you guys okay? They're like, that oh, was awesome. So we pushed you know, the jeep back uh, over and let it sit, and didn't even, you know, blow the plugs out or anything. Just let it sit. Packed up the jeep, fired it up with a bunch of blue smoke, going down the highway, perfectly straight. 
Never seen that happen oh, before. Really? Yeah. Oh, really? They fixed it. I swear to God, I've seen that happen. <laughs> you know, my dad, so I never rolled mine, but my dad was pulling, he was taking a right. He worked at DFW Airport for 30 plus years, retired from there. But one day he was pulling out and a UPS truck was coming and tagged him on the side. So it just sent him over onto his side and he slid a good 30, 40 yards on his side. And I asked him, I'm like, oh, you know, did you get, you know, what? Was it scary or whatever? He goes, man, Jay, the only thing that sucked was my toolbox was open. And that he goes, that soft top was like driving a trampoline. Because I was more concerned about the tools hitting me in the back of the head than anything else. So... Yeah, people, yeah, that's people don't think about that stuff. People don't think about uh, the the loose stuff yeah. that's in your car. Oh. We all drive around tons of crap in, yeah, our, for sure. in our trucks. I remember one year at, uh, at Moab, at Easter Jeep Safari, uh, there were some uh, Jeep marketing guys had one of their Moab builds on the same trail as we were on, and they're coming down. It was a truck called Flatiron Mesa, and they rolled it. And I'll never forget watching it, and there was an orange Gatorade in the cup holder. Mm-hmm. And I remember yeah. when it went over, watching the orange Gatorade hit the ceiling and explode. And everybody oh, yeah. was fine, but I just, that's the image. Like, it's funny how your mind picks up certain things, but it was the uh, the orange Gatorade all over the interior. No, absolutely, man. That's crazy. You know, it's, it, I love the Jeep. I, I learned a lot of things. I learned you have to put the hooks on the hood after you do an oil change. You know, I changed oil one day, and me and my buddies were going to go just, oh, we always like to just put a couple of miles on it and just check everything again. I forgot to, I forgot to hook the hood. Mm. So, and I'm, and I'm young Whack. here, guys. Remember, 16, 17. Yeah, I'm, I'm around 50, 55 miles an hour. Bam! So I had to ace Ventura out the soft window, uh, pull over, and I rubber malleted the crease out it just enough so it could hook. And we never got those things fixed. Like So every time something like that aesthetically would happen, we would just leave it, uh, you know, because it was the first car. It was, it was there to make mistakes and learn how to fix those mistakes. And every it earned every one of those dents, right? Told a story oh. you always remembered. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it did. But one day I was hanging out uh, with some friends out in Dallas, and it was the weekend, and I came home, and there's a black FJ40 in the driveway. And I'm like, where's my Jeep? And my dad had taken my Jeep down and traded it at a local car lot. Uh, oh. I think, he, I think he, he traded the Jeep and a handgun. Uh, I think it was a 9mm. <laughs> And he traded it straight up for this badass 68 FJ40. Well, what was it? I mean, I think we're burying the headline here. What the hell was a Texan doing with the 9mm? Of course, well, you know, uh, clearly he didn't trade the 1911-45. Like, that, that stayed in the family, right? Well, my yeah, well, my, you know, I grew up in a gun house. My dad used to work for the sheriff's department back in the day, and uh, I was always raised on, you know, how to safely, uh, you know, handle and operate, you know, guns. But uh, it, it, we had a lot of stuff. Like, back, I remember when I was younger, there was guns everywhere. But he scaled back, and that was probably part of it was – I'll just use these as currency or applicable. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, but the sixty, the sixty-eight, we still have. It's actually up in a barn in Denton, actually in Aubrey, just north of Denton. I need to go pick that thing up. And so, what was the first build that you were responsible for? The one that uh, maybe you did with Dad or on your own? Well, I don't know if I would say like I have done a full build of anything because I've, I've always helped my dad work on cars that was like the saturday thing i got up early uh and i just worked in the garage with my dad we either worked on our cars or we would work on members like i was uh, we went to church and stuff and my dad always helped out around church and one of the things he would do is help people fix their cars and i would go with them on saturdays and sundays and go to people's houses and just i was i was his sidekick but being a sidekick like that you learn a lot you know and uh, i was lucky I, i missed those my dad's still around. He just he lives in Tennessee right now, 
but I, I just miss those Saturdays, just sitting there absorbing everything and just hanging out, you know, working on working on cars, working on projects. That's awesome. So let's flash forward a little bit and tell us how you met up with Martin Brothers. And were you part of the whole bike scene? Because that yeah, was they were huge in that's bikes. when I found out about Martin Brothers. Right. Because I, I there was, you, was had, it, you had Jesse James, you had Martin Brothers, right. you had you know, the guys at Orange County Choppers. But, but Joe won the whole Discovery bike build off like 94 or something like that, right? He did. Yeah, well, and, there was there was a world biker build off. There was the biker build off, and then there was the world biker build off. And Joe won the world biker build off. And but he and he competed, I think, in a handful of the, the biker build off series. So, yeah, that, yeah so I was around. I mean, I knew him back then. At what point did you join them? Were you friends? So give us that, how you became ultimately part of the show. So... I worked for Red Bull back 2001 to 2009 and Red Bull, I was in Fort Worth. So this, this, this is part of the story living in Fort Worth, running a brand like Red Bull, as you guys know, probably that they're heavily involved in motorsports. No. And so <laughs> what? Fort Worth, you don't Fort say, Worth is, uh, yeah, right. They've got a couple of teams, but, uh, it's a heavy motorsports city, everything from, you know, off-road to track racing to dirt, anything. And, Part of that is, uh, you know, uh, custom builds, bikes, cars, whatever. And the Barton brothers had a reputation around North Texas prior to the build-offs and stuff as being these just local, amazingly talented, artistic, creative builders. Like the stuff they're making is, it's, it's, it's insane. You know, it almost looks like you can't even ride it. It's so beautiful. So I had heard of the Barton brothers, um, but I was doing an event at Texas Motor Speedway. It was, it was a biker rally. And we were in a charge of like the VIP, like not, not the VIP, but like the party and, you know, the bars and just all kinds of stuff. And the Martin brothers are going to be there. And so that's how I met them. The event producer uh, introduced us and we kind of just hit it off as friends. And this would have been 2003. And we've been in friends ever since. So, so that was the, I never the, I, that was kind of the height of the biker scene, wasn't it? I mean, when Sturgis had its biggest years ever. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. All the all the all the discovery shows were on fire. Yeah. You know, the American Chopper, the build offs. You know, I think Jesse kicked it off really with that documentary uh, when he got the tattoo. I forget the name of the documentary, but it was like a two hour documentary about what he did or what he does. And that that kicked things off um, and helped generate that interest. But DFW is a pretty biker centric area. And I have a 71 Sportster. And I was doing a lot of work also with American Iron Horse. So those guys had let me use a Texas chopper for events. And so I had a bike and I would roll around. And it's crazy because DFW is much more metroplex than Austin. But up there, all the cars, they're aware of bikes. And so they're super biker friendly. In Austin, smaller town, not very biker friendly. And now you introduce cell phones to the mix and it's just like there's no way. There's no way I'd ride around Austin. Plus, it's Austin is such a, uh, you know, a uh, lot of younger people and schools and stuff like that, too. So they sort of have more of a transient population coming in and out where DFW is kind of more of, uh, I guess, uh, kind of steady, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. The Hill Country is beautiful riding. You definitely want to go out and hit the Hill Country. But that's definitely, you know, that's a bit of ways from Austin. To, but to back to the Martin Brothers, uh, I still were, I was working for Red Bull, but I would work with them and. They would we would do events together. I would invite them out to stuff. I would work with them to design uh, trophies, and uh, they would fabricate one of a kind uh, infrastructure and things for Red Bull events. And you know what started out as kind of a re- re- professional relationship, very much ended and became as a uh, personal friendship. And we just always stayed in touch. You know, I relocated to Austin in 2005, or not relocated, but they, you know, I, I was moved to re- uh, for Red Bull 
to Austin. And then about five years later, it's funny because I kept seeing Joe everywhere. And then one day I saw him. He's like, yeah, dude, I moved here. It's like, oh, man, because he would always come down for the biker rallies and the events at the speed shop and just to take his his boat out on Lake Travis and stuff like that. But, uh, but yeah, that's kind of how that's how our relationship, that's how our paths crossed. Give us a little backstory for those who haven't seen Iron Resurrection, who the key players are. So you are in sales and marketing and you're kind of the the shaggler, as they say. Take yeah. us take us through the cast and then how you uh, were introduced to all the cast members and then what your relationship with them looks like today. You know, the guys that everybody's a lot of the guys that are there have been around for a long time, have been in, in and out of the shop in Dallas and now the shop in, in, in the Hill Country. Um, but yeah, so you know, Joe and Amanda own Martin Brothers Customs, formerly Martin Bros Bikes. They just basically changed the name and and uh you know, Joe always did cars, but like you guys were talking about earlier, bikes kind of put the spotlight on them, but there was always car builds in the background. And a lot of the cars you see in the shop and in the show in the background are cars he's had since late nineties, early two thousands that he built back then. Uh but so Joe and Mandy own the shop and Joe is hands-on. He's not just name on the building. He's concept to creation, every stage of the build. And the idea or part of it is that I help negotiate and barter and haggle and shaggle and find good deals and use my network of contacts to help help find either donor vehicles or parts. And, you know, Mandy's kind of Mandy's along for the ride because she's actually banking. She has banking in her background and handles that part of the business. So kind of keeps me in check and what we're doing and what we're spending. But then Mike, you know, Mike is uh, really Mike is a jack of all trades. The guy can do anything. Uh, and he's he's always been around. He he he's been in the shop in Dallas, made the move down to Austin, worked out before Joe got the location you guys see on TV. He was working out of a, a different shop, a two or three thousand square feet shop. And Mike was with him there. You know, Shorty, Shorty is now back in Dallas at his shop. Shorty's always had a shop in Middle Ocean, just south of Dallas. And shooting seasons one and two, it was tough on him because coming down from Dallas and spending a time away from his family, that's a strain. Just for our listeners, uh, Shorty has been on the show before when we were at uh, uh, Lone Star Throwdown. We we ran into him when we were uh, roaming around. And so uh, if you uh, listen to our previous uh, episode from Lone Star last year, you'll hear us uh, interview Shorty and some of the guys. Shorty's great, man. He's great. great. Definitely missed. Very, you know, missed. And Joel would come down with him. So they would kind of, they would carpool. And Joel, Joel, very dedicated dad, coach, you know, he, he's just super involved with his kids and stuff. And same type of thing. It just became too much of a strain. And so they had to make that tough decision. And, and, and there's life happens, you know, it's like there's it's it's hard to watch on TV and go like, how could you choose that over being on a TV show? But family's forever. TV comes and well, goes. And TV is so hard. That decision. People don't yeah. realize TV is really hard. And, and, and what what may end up being a 40 minute show could take weeks to film and oh, all months. hours and uh, yeah months and just everything from the, the 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 crew the setup everything the takes oh my gosh like we do a little bit of filming just on the editorial side and some of the special projects that I do here and yeah. I just every time we do it I'm like man it just it's it's a day it drains you it's not very glamorous and also the people who like unless you're the guy the yeah. Richard Rawlings or the yeah. whoever you're the ma- you're probably not making those showbiz dollars, right? Yeah. So it does put a strain on you personally. And the, you the have biggest misperception, the biggest perception in show business is that if you're on TV, you're rich. 
Nope. You're yeah, not, not the case. Money. Nope. Not the case. Nope. If, if you're on TV, you're on TV. No. <laughs> like, 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 I know a lot so. of my friends who are on TV have been smart with, they don't, their paycheck doesn't come from the show itself. It comes from branding themselves or, or working with different manufacturers or products as brand ambassadors or uh, yeah, influencers, absolutely. stuff like that. So there's things where you can parlay your, your visibility on a show into something lu- lucrative, but the show typically is not, unless you're the star and you're, and you're holding the, the whole thing down, the, the shows aren't as lucrative as people think. Hey, I'm trying. I'm trying to do that stuff you're talking about. I actually recently got ordained as a minister so I can perform weddings. So, oh, awesome! Nice. I, I figure. I figure. Hey, man, maybe somebody out there wants to get married by shag. I, what, <laughs> and then afterwards, they can shag. See? Oh, yeah, right now, right now. yeah. I think See, that should be on your business card. Yeah. Shag Correct before, you know, shag after. Yes. It's shag squared. There you um, go. Let's talk about um, shag. Take us through. Do you? Do you how did the show <clears throat> start? Great question. Um, when they did the biker build off, Jason, Joe's brother was really interested in behind the scenes, really got involved with how they make shows and got, got it, you know, cr- created quite a passion about make, coming up with ideas for shows. And, you know, we shot other pilots for other shows and they just never went anywhere. But Jason came up with the idea of, Hey, you know, wh- my brother, he's staying relevant because of his creativity and his artistic ability and just how nice he is and humble. And he's like, man, it'd be kind of cool to do like, where are they now? You know, what's, what's my brother? What's he, what, you know, what are we doing now that the recession had hit and bikes are irrelevant. Uh, and so he came up with the idea. It was going to be Texas iron resurrection, kind of like roadside revival type of mentality. And it was really just a behind the scenes of where we're at now and what we're up to. So it all, Jason came up with the idea, Jason Martin did. And we shot a, we shot the pitch or we shot the uh, sizzle reel and it kind of sat there for a little while. And then I think it was about a year and a half, two years, maybe it was picked up. You know, when it was shown or sold to Discovery, they liked it immediately and said, don't shop this around. But then it just becomes a hurry up and wait. And you almost forget that it happened. And uh, and we got the call and we went in. You know, they're like, it was on my son's birthday. I remember vividly, February 9th. And Joe called. He's like, guess what? I'm, oh, no, he said, what are you doing? And I said, well, we're taking race out for his birthday. He's like, well, you got two things to celebrate. <laughs> so I thought it was, it was pretty cool. And so that means you were with the, uh, you predate the show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's uh, jump into the builds that we know the show for. I mean, it's all over the place from Corvettes to that red split window that you guys did was absolutely stunning. That may be one of the most gorgeous kind of rustom modded split windows that I've ever seen. I was so it's impressed very with minor, that one. very minor, but I it know. just cleaned it up. It you just know, shows it just you did, just tightened it up. How good that design was on its own. And, Absolutely. and what a lower stance, a good wheel and tire package, and a few tweaks here and there it can do to really well, I think bring like that the, car alive. The, the cluster, the muffle cost cluster, dropping down the hood scoop a little bit, very minor. You know, those cars, I love, they're beautiful, and they're Amer- I mean, they're it's 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 American hot rod or whatever. But when I get inside of it, it's like my claustrophobia. Gets yeah, they're in. tiny. They're tiny. It is. It is a short man's car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll be on six foot, give or take, and. Uh, yeah, it's it's tough. So you but guys no, are that. you guys are in season four right now, and then are you guys still filming, or are you guys done for uh, four? No, season four is has aired. It actually, you know, mid Corona, uh, we had three or four episodes out, and then the whole country locked down, and the season ended. You know, the way they finished the season, airing the season, and we did get signed on, or they did uh, green light a fifth season. 
but because of everything is is what it is you know they're waiting uh for us to start shooting again yeah and we're a little unique because we're not shooting in a studio you know this is joe's shop there's regular work happening all the time there's regular work happening for customers in the background all our builds are customer builds so nothing is stopped at the shop but i know it makes things a little different from a production aspect controlling the environment when it's a public shop oh it's crazy right now all the things that we even for uh, Lightning and I to go do a a video for one of our uh, one of our advertisers or one of our sponsors of the show. They had to get clearance through Discovery to make sure that we were both okay to travel. Nobody was making us. We had to make sure yeah. that uh, there's all these safeguards and filming. It's actually curious because I heard that it's going to impact a lot of the shows for the upcoming season because they're going to have to socially distance on set and things like that. So so there's the talk that some storylines will have to be rewritten to accommodate Can that. You had- yeah, God, I need to <laughs> throw it. I need the socket hey, wrench. Slide, the, yeah. Wait, does anybody slide have? Slide that over. Slide that over. Does anybody have a ten millimeter? <laughs> no one ever has a ten millimeter. That's a wasted no. question. That's right. Yeah, yeah. You know, we haven't had those conversations yet. I know they're still trying to internally. Uh, they're trying to figure out their side of everything and then approach each show and each situation, in, you know, individually. Uh, and I respect that. I mean, uh, to be honest, like I, I'm considered. Uh, high risk because of I'm, a, I'm asthmatic and as a kid I was hospitalized with pneumonia and you know I'm watching in the beginning I'm watching this thing and they're like oh yeah and if you were if you've ever been hospitalized for this or that and I'm like man uh, crap I'm just, wait a I'm minute just <laughs> wait a minute so you had red hair braces and you were an asthmatic keep, keep going you were <laughs> a punching yeah. bag dude oh, skinny, come on skinny Leave braces buddy alone no, Let I me love tell you, it, but <laughs> it's the reason. It's the reason I am the guy I am today. Does it make it you feel better John though? Hughes, where you can John look? Hughes did not help in the eighties. Yeah, right. Everywhere <laughs> in every movie, you had asthma and was a ginger. Did, did so. you? Do you look back now and and I kind of get the you know where you're coming from. I was I had braces and as we all, a, we a all nerdy had kid. I got you know I got picked okay, on I and beat up gear, and all guys. that stuff. But now I had I, a headgear for the first I, year. I had, <laughs> I had headgear, but I refused to wear it to school. I told my yeah. mom I'm not doing it. I'd wear it at I night. I had to because I, I was it. so buck tooth. Oh. I was so buck tooth. I had to. Yeah, I wouldn't do it. I, I refuse. I'm like, I draw the line here. I'm not having glasses, braces, and a headgear. Like, F that. I'm out. So Well, it, it gave me the ability to be quick-witted and talk myself get out of getting my ass kicked a lot. You know, that's so true. I think it helped develop my character and my wit. It's like Johnny uh, Cash, a boy named Sue, right? It's the same yeah, thing. Like 100%, it te- teaches yeah. you to be tough. But I look back now, and it's funny because there will be people from high school or whatever or grade school that probably weren't the nicest people back then who respect me for what I do. And it's just like, I don't have to be your friend. You know? <laughs> hey, hey, man, you're the car guy. Uh, uh, my family, we're going to pick up this thing. What, what would you get? I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Whatever you like, you know, it's, or whatever. It's you know? hard to harbor those feelings for sure. You know, <laughs> I mean, you gotta admit, yeah, you don't want to be that person, but there's that time where that little tiny fire, and you just kind of says, "Yeah, f off, pal. <laughs> don't care, don't care." Oh. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure. You, I sometimes I'll post an old photo, and I'm sure you can see it. You know, you can see the skinny redhead. Well, it's um, like you know, where's your hot wife in your TV show, pal? You know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's take us through some of the truck builds. Right now, you've got uh, a Truck Yeah episode that you can find at Motorshine. That's a 67 C10 that was made for a giant of a man. Yeah, I think it's like, what is he, 7'9? Like, how tall is the dude? (laughs) He looks like he gets in and he has to unfold himself (laughs) when he gets out. You know what's funny is he's standing. There was a photo that was taken when we we revealed the truck on uh, that day at the shop, and he's standing in the middle, but he's so big, it looks like one of those 
perspective photos. Like he's <laughs> closer to the camera, and we're all standing in a you know triangle. And he's like a ball player, right, D. or something? Yeah, ex football player, played okay. with the Pats, um, and he's just a big guy. John Wellborn, a super nice dude. You know, he's all about hell. I think he, uh, I forget the name of the company or the, 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 the gym he owns, but he owns a gym locally that focuses on, you know, fitness and, and health and wellness and things like that. But clearly, I wouldn't know about that place. Dude. Nope. <laughs> yeah, me neither, right? Never been there. That's why I forgot the name. But, pass, uh, pass the uh, French fries. Yeah, here, here. here. You need to <laughs> <thank> <laughs> the yep. bucket of soda looks like the ice is running out yeah. on that one. <laughs> well, you know, it's, you know, it's crazy, man. You brought up the trucks. We've actually opened every season with the truck built. Season one, 62 C10, the orange. Yeah. Uh, yep. Season two is a 70 C10. Season three was another 70. And then season four, 67. Where are the love for the Fords? Where's the Mopars? 50. You know what? It, we're not anti – a lot of people, because of how it unfolds and how it, how the deck is shuffled and what you see on TV, it looks like we're you know Chevy only, GM sure, only or whatever. Sure. But it really just comes down to – what works being done on the builds and what they what you know what we can showcase that's different and it's popular builds. too right like for obviously a c10 has well, a yeah. massive aftermarket so you can build five of them and none of them are the same whereas if you build Absolutely. something else you may be limited as to what your options are unless you go full custom and so yeah, we get that well you know. i'm curious so shag do what is the response audience wise car versus truck I'd say it's pretty equal. Okay. Yeah. 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 Pretty equal. I mean, you say truck too. I mean, we've done a couple of wagons and we've done the Metro. Uh, um, but, the, you know, we've done five trucks in four seasons. And that's, I, I mean, that's pretty cool if you ask me. And they're all different. They're all, the, you know, the, the final builds were all different. Different fabrication, different power plants. All, everything was unique. Now, and, um, and you say, Shag, that the, are they really customer vehicles or is any of it staged you're like hey we need to build this so let's let's call joe he's been in the market for a truck so let's kind of massage this to make it or or is it really a dude who drives in and goes here's my grandfather's truck he gave it to me i need to build it like this and 100 percent. the only time something is staged is if the customer or somebody doesn't want to be on tv so they'll have like a family member or a friend step in and be there like on tv Part. But but then the stars uh, but but Shag the stars have to align because it has to be good for TV and it has oh, to be 100%. and it has to be good for your customer. So what if you don't have that special vehicle at the time that you need to shoot? I'm just curious how you well, work the, that the, out. The, the list the list is pre you know before the season starts. We've got a, quite the waiting list for customer builds, and that's taken into consideration. That's you know Joe and Mandy work directly with the, the network, and we lay out okay. Here's here's the next vehicle in our waiting list. If you're on that list and you get fast tracked, that's happened. That's rad. That's actually happened. Yeah. yeah. That's why I tell everyone it doesn't matter how long the list is or what you're told. Put your name, put yourself on the list because you never know what could happen. Um, but you know, Joe and Mandy work closely with the network for that stuff, and so that way they can talk through what's going to, you know, what the customer wants, what they're going to do, and. Uh, the, you know that's handled by them. So and so, does that not, mean does that mean though, Shag, that they're you're talking to a there's a car person or a truck person on the other end of the line at Discovery? I mean, do they understand uh, the bills or are they are they? Are you trying to set me up on that one? No, I'm really not. I, I'm really <laughs> not. It has, it probably has nothing to do with Discovery and everything to do with the production company. I well, would imagine. Well, no, well, I think it's the story. I think it comes down to the story and how making sure that we don't uh, replicate. Uh, the same type of story. We're not show, We're not doing the same thing over and over. Fair but enough. But I wouldn't say it's so much a car person as it is a storyteller car person. Yeah. Okay. So it, I'd, I'd say more of a hybrid. 
Yeah, because it would be a bummer if you had a really cool vehicle and then it's just the guy who brought it to you is a dud or bad on camera or or a podcast host. Or oh yeah, hey, what? <laughs> wait a minute, is that directed at me? No, why? Why, why are you so sensitive? You just How assume every you. all of my slams are directed at you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all of them. You guys. All right, so so Shag, you are uh, a Texan. And uh, and you have traveled. You're well traveled. I've seen you in Southern California, so I know you've been here. Yeah, and yeah. I have true. to ask you the ultimate question. What's what, that? Oh, what, wait, 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 wait. Uh, Hold on. Wait, wait. All right. Um, all right. Get it. I'm ready to go when you are. Okay. Go all ahead. right. I have to ask you the ultimate question. Yes. I'm waiting for lightning well, to no, do no, something. What, what are you, you doing? Ask, when you ask him, then I'm going to play the timpani. No, you play it before because we're do? leading up to it. I'm like, oh, what yeah. am, I'm like, am I? Am I supposed to say something? No, okay. no, you're good. Uh, Lightning doesn't know what he's doing tonight. I was waiting till. Okay, go ahead. No, this is the question: What a burger or In and Out? Oh man! Oh, is that e- is that even a viable question? <laughs> I mean, pre pre uh, recent sales, it get, didn't it get sold to to a Chicago company? Oh, I don't know. What a burger! all day. Oh, what? Swap, swap. Oh. Hey, all day and night. Taquitos at, taquitos at 3 a.m. and burgers all day. Okay, so I'll give you the fact that Whataburger has an expanded menu that is oh. definitely good beer food in the morning, mm. but burgers can't touch in and out. Uh, that's, you know, we, <sighs> and we've got a lot of, I, listen, I've been made by one of our listeners, an honorary Texan, and he, mm. I think, is still mad at me for uh, not propping up a Whataburger. So how many times have you had Whataburger, though? Oh, probably 50. Okay, you're, that's fair. Yeah, that's, no, that's I, a I'm solid assessment. And we just had it in Arizona when Lightning and I were uh, over there about and, a month and, ago, and it was goodish. <laughs> well, here's the thing about both of those places. Here's the deal with both in that and Whataburger for me. I don't think I've ever eaten either one of them sober. So, <laughs> oh. so you might not be I the right guy burger, to ask. Like if it's like a weekend or something, like I'm like, man, I want a burger. I go to a local Austin dig for like a really badass, huge, juicy burger. Well, that's fair. Uh, you know, and Whataburger is never like the go-to. Like, man, I need a, I need a solid burger. Let's go hit up. No, it's definitely yeah. I need a midnight burger. And me, but neither is In and Out. Like In and Out is never like that uh, well, you know, top of the list. What? Oh, yeah. Come on, well, oh, definitely a Texan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So then, all right. Now he's already kind of on our S list. Yeah. Right. 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 Okay. Right, hold on. Let, let's see if we can recover this way. Now that Rudy. So the first time I had Rudy's was in Austin at the gas station where the the tagline used to be the world's worst barbecue, and yes. I I loved it. Like it was like amazing, and I still love Rudy's to this day. And they've expanded, but a lot of my friends from Texas are like, well, it, Rudy's is a chain and they suck now. And I don't no know. way. Are you no way. are you down with Rudy's? I love Rudy's. Rudy's. The yes. thing I love about Rudy's is consistent. Everywhere, <laughs> exactly. I can always, I can always count on it, no matter where exactly. I'm at. Exactly. Now listen, I'm like, oh, I if, know what to expect. If I can go to the Salt Lick and have a really expensive, awesome barbecue meal, I'm going to do it. But if I happen to be in another city, at least I know I have consistently solid Absolutely. brisket or a jalapeno sausage and banana pudding with vanilla wafer in a cup and white bread on a piece of butchered paper with onions and pickles and uh, moist brisket piled up and measured by weight. Damn it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, with a mirror. You got the big mirror above <laughs> got, them cut. The, yes. Know, the, the, the Is this butcher. the freaking Food Network again? Yes. God. So, but, hey, so if you if you guys ever make it to Austin, though, I'm going to take you to my favorite barbecue joint called Slab. Slow, low, and banging. You were there with uh, Guy Fieri, right? You guys did something <laughs> there? <laughs> oh, here's what's funny, man. My buddies own that place. Oh, and, dude, uh, I've been there one time, and it was amazing. Yeah, so they called me up. They're like, hey, we're shooting Triple D. You should come hang out. That's right. So I went there. Without me, I wasn't going there to be on TV. I was going there because, hey, you know, who's passing up free barbecue? Yeah. Not this guy. So I go there. 
And I, the, the one, they shot the one day and every guy had come in, had the, you know, had his car and everything. And he was in and out. That guy's the ultimate professional. Like he had three or four other places to go shoot that day. So it's on, he's on a tight schedule, but then you go back and they kind of shoot uh, crowd responses. And I knew if I say something really stupid, <laughs> I'll probably get some screen time. So, uh, yeah. In and out better! That would have been, yeah. That might have got you shot. <laughs> that might have got me kicked out of the place. But no, I think I said something about the barbecue sauce tastes like unicorn tears or something. And uh, <laughs> it made the cut. It made the cut. That's but what was awesome. cool is the production company was familiar with the show. And it, some of those guys had recognized me from the show and stuff. But I wasn't there for that. I wasn't there to try to buddy up with guy he i knew he was working i was just there to hang out with my friends and grow you know get my grub on Dude, who passes up a crossover episode seriously <laughs> seriously a slab is epic uh i can't remember when i was there i was there for something and somebody and i, was, I whenever i go to texas i try and find a new barbecue joy because i i love barbecue i smoke brisket myself i do my own dr pepper barbecue sauce by the way best thing to hail out of texas is dr pepper so i'm i'm drink about I don't know, six pack or more of hour. And, um, yeah, and, yeah. And it's somebody, a problem. Yeah, it is a problem. And somebody sent me to, uh, to slab and I was like, holy crap, this place is amazing. It's, it's nonstop. And they just keep adding to the menu. Now they have daddy Mac, which is Mac and cheese homemade with any meat. Yes. Oh, wow. Brisket daddy Mac. Yes. All day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, anyway, all right. Well, uh, next time I get out to uh, to Austin, I'm gonna have to look you up because we're going to Slab. I'm gonna make Please you. Do. I'm gonna make you drag me along there. Oh, all right. Be my pleasure. All right. Let's talk about this. Uh, the current season of shows. Can, what can you tell us that is coming up? I know we had some COVID issues. You know, COVID during the COVID stuff. I they I was asked to do an episode of Working from Home, the Motor Trends Working from Home series, and that was cool. So I shot an episode at my house in my garage and. We really dove in deep on my history of uh, my my history with marketing vehicles, you know, with the brands that I've worked for, you know, over the years, I've had the opportunity to drive and manage and uh, party in some pretty rad vehicles. So that's coming out July 2nd on the app. So can that's going to be uh, an app only. Can you give us a teaser of some of those vehicles? Well, yeah, yeah. So when I worked at Red Bull, I had I was in charge of a 70 Pinsgauer. Uh, nice military transport nice but it was custom full custom it wasn't the and suzuki x90 with the uh, no, the can on so, top so that <laughs> I, whatever whatever i talk about this in the show but you know it's cool the suzuki the x90s were obviously those sampling vehicles yeah. back in the early days and when they retired those and got minis we uh, we were allowed to donate them and because i was in north texas and i was i had friends that were running legends cars and dirt cars and stuff at the track I donated a couple of them to some of these race teams. <laughs> so and awesome. man, they ball hot them out and they put, ex- they put exoskeletons on them oh. and they were jumping them and, and raging these things. So you had to take the bull and sons off. So that way people didn't think it was a Red Bull vehicle. But yeah, there right. was some fun. They were cool though. Times. People don't realize they were based on like a uh, Suzuki, I guess it would be uh, Samurai and then whatever followed after yeah, that, guess- right? It, yeah, the X90, that's a good point. It's, it's like the family, it's the um, soccer mom version of the Samurai, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. And they were kind of weird two-seaters with a removable like T-top panel or convertible panel on it. And I, I live in Huntington Beach, California, 
So those things were in my city every weekend with the Red Bull girls handing out Red Bulls at the beach. I think they so, were, yeah, all the beach. Yeah, cities. I mean, yeah, oh, absolutely. It came out of uh, A to Z Effects, just right outside of LA. And that's where he would take them in and he would convert the entire back ends into coolers to hold like 75 ice down cases of Red Bull <laughs> and put the, you know, the pre the fabricated uh, the can on every one of them. How did you get um, hooked up with Red Bull? Because that's not man, uh, that's a, that's, a, that's a weird yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's very it's it's one of these super cool marketing jobs because everyone I know who's worked at Red Bull in Santa Monica has gone on to some really cool marketing position at an OE or somewhere because you have like cool factor. Turn it up to eleven. Man, it's funny you say that because I I've noticed that too. Like a lot of the guys that were early day Red Bull, they've all gone on to either open their own companies or work for brands that are amazing brands and products and everywhere i go i tend to run into someone that's ex-red bull red bull but i was working for gatorade back when quaker oats owned gatorade i actually had a h1 hummer custom h1 hummer that we would use for events and my cousin got a job as a sampler and i was just intrigued like man this stuff is rad it works i gotta work for him and so i actually interviewed i think it was for four different positions over a year until one day they had this event marketing program. It was called Mobile Events. And they're like, this is the perfect gig for you because of just a combination of my marketing background and the fact that I kind of I wasn't an idiot when it came to mechanics. Uh, so, yeah, I got I got hired on to manage the mobile event program, which consisted of the 70 Pinsgauer. And it went on from there. So you you kind of followed them through heavy into motocross, then they kind of pulled back from motocross, and they went a little more white collar with some of their like with F one. God knows what they spend on their F one team. Oh God, yeah. Is it, is well, he's all, so Dietrich's always been involved with F one. That's his baby. So he's always been in F one, and in the, in the states, we were always pushing NASCAR. Uh, but there was the, you know there was the free there was the motocross freestyle motocross. The the one thing that that was in the very very beginning was a lot of uh, kiteboarding. And downhill, like mountain boarding and snowboarding and skating mm -hmm. and a lot of those core uh, sports. And then, yeah, then, then a lot of this, just the, the racing, you know, the up and coming, the young guys, the Groms. Um, and, yeah, you know, it was a lot of it was it was cool. It was cool to get to meet a, like the Bostrom brothers were part of the Red Bull family. Buddy oh, Rice, wow. I hung out with Buddy Rice a lot. Uh, and he, yeah, he was a lot of fun. It's so wow. so. It was interesting walking, watching Red Bull. They would pour a, a ton of money into something, whether it was skateboarding or it was freestyle moto. But then when they would pull out, there would be a vacuum left behind that either Rockstar or yeah. Monster would, would fill. Ju jump in, yeah. And it was always kind of a uh, not a pale imitation of what Red Bull would have done. But when I would go it to Red as Bull, grand as, I, when as I was Red working Bull. at K Rock in yeah. LA, we would be invited to oh, yeah. what, whatever. Red Bull invited you to, you, you went. went to. Yeah. It didn't matter if it was a marble competition. Yeah, it, I mean, okay. by the way, nobody did a flutog like uh, like Red Bull. Uh, That's went, my favorite. Didn't you guys do something at the radio station uh, where yes. you did the flutog? Yes, we built And you it. failed well, massively. Hold on right? a second. The fact that you guys, that used to work at the station, and you know, so you, Joe, and, Joe and Jason, the Martin brothers, they were they were that type of person for me, and for Red Bull in Fort Worth. So they, I invited them to everything. And they would come out to all kinds of events. Like, and we'd fly them to New Orleans and different places. So, so, so when you say that, you definitely understand where I'm coming from when I say that. Now, we did a fluke talk in Austin. It was actually the very first fluke knocked. It's flying <laughs> night because we did it at sunset. That's we put awesome. the event on, on town like at sunset. Here's what's crazy. 
I took a I took a truck full of people that consisted of Mark Zupan. Mark Zupan was from Murderball, the documentary Murderball. He's also been in Jackass, paraplegic guy. Uh, the guys that own the skate park of Austin and Jason and Deb, or the guys that own Wahoo's Fish Taco, took them all to this race. And I'm telling them casually, hey, we're doing this event coming up. They all entered independently into the event. They were all chosen to compete, and they finished first, second, and third. Yeah! Like, what, oh what are the odds? <laughs> so the skate park of Austin had a massive skateboard that they took off the end. The, the Mark Zupan flew what was essentially – it was called something Superman. Uh, and it was oh. – it was it, they actually had a hard time approving of the name, and I hate that I'm drawing a blank because it was kind of a – it kind of it, it poked the fact that he be, he was in the horse accident, and then um, the Wahoo's fish taco they did a a big fish or something. But yeah, one two three, boom boom boom. It's so, pretty awesome. So real quick, explain fluke talk for people who don't know because it's probably one of the raddest events ever devised by humankind. It's the theory of human flight. It's building something and running it off of a thirty foot pier, and whoever has the longest and most creative wins the competition. And so 30 and 30 feet, that's a long way down. When you're standing up there, it looks, hey, from a distance, you're like, I could do that. When you stand at the end and just think about going full speed off of there, oh, man, sketchy. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> awesome. but yeah, so it's flying day. It's German for flying day. So you create uh, flying. It has to be handmade. It can't be, uh, you know, a hang glider or whatever. It all has to be handmade. And you run it off the end. Some of them go, I've actually seen them catch air and pull back towards the ramp and slam into the ramp i've seen him just go straight down but every single one every one of the flights has been a blast lightning what was your vehicle of choice when you guys participated in that when you were talking about flu talk yeah. i was thinking of the red bull soapbox derby oh yeah yeah. that's when we so okay. i don't think we ever did the guy submitted for a flu talk and then didn't get and didn't get okay. in so we i remember we, when we you guys got, did the soapbox so we did yeah. the soapbox and that was the coffin yeah and so, it oh was, man, soapbox <laughs> is sketchy. Yes, yeah. it is. That launching ramp. Oh man, it was it was nuts. I forget the name, our team name, but we had it was all dead people. So dead, was, dead yeah. last. No, <laughs> it was, well, it was, no but we we so actually awesome. it didn't break and we placed. Uh, but it was Michael Jackson and it was all these. We were all of our guys were dressed up in character of every, oh, it was Oh, it was the summer of death. I think is what we called it. Yeah, and it so was good. and it was in a metal casket a coffin and we had 10 speed wheels on either side and it steered and it was it was dope we had three dudes in it and uh, that's amazing yeah it did well it did well we're we, way we, off uh, base so on who the cares truck show podcast. the truck show podcast covers everything <laughs> this is we're you know, going to change funny, the name we, the truck is show we did podcast. the nighttime with us doing the nighttime flu talk we had the red bull air force jump out of a plane to kick things off but they jumped at night and they they had uh trails of, of sparklers sparkler trails the PD, the police department, told me late the next day that they got uh, close to 100 calls that a plane was going down and they were watching. The, it was on fire because oh, no. you had a cluster of guys flying oh, you know, out of their wingsuits yeah. Yeah, coming into Town Lake in the middle of downtown. People didn't know what was going on. They thought planes were, like a plane was on fire <laughs> crashing into downtown. Shaq, did you ever get a chance to go in the Red Bull air race planes? Because I was up with uh, Kirby. And Kirby Chambliss, Kirby amazing Chambliss. guy. I've I, met him many times, never got to fly. I rode with him out at uh, El Mirage, I want to say. And oh, they, yeah. they rented what's called, I think it's called a box where it's like five miles square. And uh-huh. and I have never been so ill in my life. I have never <laughs> so wait, been. you did the air race? You did like an air race pattern with Kirby? Correct. Oh, my in, gosh. In the middle of the desert where I was, I mean, 
we were upside down, sideways, where he goes straight up until it it, it can't go oh, up yeah. anymore, and he and it falls back to earth in every possible gyro rotation. It's just I was I didn't go to work the next day because I was so ill. You know that reminds me of <laughs> when when it was happening, I wasn't sick. It reminds me of, of the time that uh, we had like. Uh, some sort of senior night at Knott's Berry Farm. Mm-hmm. So my buddy senior and I night. thought we were going to set the uh, world's record for the number of times on Montezuma's Revenge. Oh. And we did it, like, I want to say it was like 19 times in a row. Mm-hmm. And I was so ill for the, like, two or three days after while my equilibrium came back that I just, I... You're a mess. Yeah. You couldn't get out of bed. Oh. Yeah, no, I was I, I was a mess. And I blacked out once. So he went straight towards, <laughs> as he calls it, the deck, right? Don't they teach you to breathe? Because you got to breathe to keep your blood in your I, upper body. I, yeah, you try and you, you you tense up. But you, I mean, this is the first time I'd ever done it, right? He goes straight towards the earth at full throttle. And he pulls the yoke. <laughs> he pulls the yoke so hard. And remember, this thing will do over 11 G. Did you get that thing where it feels yeah. like your balls so, are disconnected from you? Uh, no, but so <laughs> right? he, pull, he pulls like the yoke. Like gum on the seat. <laughs> he pulls the yoke and... All the blood goes out of my head, and and your my my neck squishes, and, and there's nothing oh, I can do to support my head. I wish there was a neck. video of that. There is a video. Yeah, of that. we're fighting oh, I it. Bet there is. There is I a video. There it's is. on a mini Red Bull love content. Yeah, it's on a content. mini DV tape and a shoebox in my house. All right, we need to find that. And you need to post now that we, on yeah, the social podcast. Yeah, so we have that, <laughs> and it's cool. They have a wing camera, so they uh, they're looking at me sideways and looking at me dead on. Like there's yeah. three or four angles of it. And um, now, my, did you puke so awesome while you were in the plane? No, I was not ill at all in the plane. And then, when did you puke? As soon as, um, as soon as I landed and I got out of the plane, I immediately knew I was, I was already sweating at that point. Did you? How long was the plane ride? Like five minutes, ten no, minutes, an hour? Uh, 15, 15 minutes. Okay. When you hit the ground, did you know that was it, or, or were you five minutes in and you went, "This is a bad idea"? At what point did you decide? Holy crap! Somebody strapped me into this this machine, yeah, like and the, I'm so out. When out. I literally said goodbye to my <laughs> to my wife, and I I said, if this is the moment, I'm either going to this is live or die right now because it was that moment when he's going. Did she slap you on the butt until you got this straight at the ground? <laughs> straight at Same the here. straight at the freaking ground. Yeah, that same one. Now he did the opposite too. Where he goes straight at the ground, straight up and stalls it out. No, no, oh, no, 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 no. Again, oh, okay. straight at the dead. The going up didn't scare me, other than like it just goes up and up yeah. and up and up, and eventually the engines are. Yeah, it just sort of. It, it's it like a helicopter because you lose thrust, yeah. and, and then it comes down. Yeah, at spirals, spirals in every direction, off axis, and what, and then he yanks it straight, and you go wham, and it's flat again. Yeah, and it, but no, it's when he would go towards the deck. And then in pulling, instead of pulling the yoke up, so you go, so your your feet are to the ground. He down. pushes down, yeah. So all of Top your blood goes to your head, and your eyes, all the capillaries yeah. in your in your eyes burst, and your eyes go instantly bloodshot. Did like, you were your eyes red. messed up? Did you look like you had gotten into a fight? Yes, awesome. Yes. One of your eyes popped out. You had to push it back. <laughs> no, 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 nothing like that. Nothing like that. That's but, where he lost half his brain power, though. Dude, came right out dude. there. So he goes upside down, yeah. and we're cruising about fifty feet off the deck, off the off the desert floor. Upside down. Upside down. Yeah. Doing, I think we're doing 150, 170 miles an hour. On the Airplane Show podcast. So, so we're upside down looking over <laughs> all of the uh, Joshua trees uh-huh. on the desert floor. Were you touching them? Uh, no, but you felt like it because it's this amazing. He was high-fiving. The yeah, glass, yeah, right? the, the cockpit, right, the window. Yeah, they're frameless. It's, it's so a, it's a clear. Canopy. It's incredible. Yeah. Like yeah. It's just, there's no obstructions. Yeah. And he's sitting in front of me. 
And I'm not touching the oven. Was I'm not the plane the- air conditioned? So you were in, no. or were you cooking Hell in the no. sun on oh, top of all that? Disgusting. Yeah. I'm so hot. You're, so you're, you're stewing in your own juices in a flight suit about to and the, meet and, your maker. And by the way, the flight suit is your chair. Meaning it there there's barely any chair there yeah. and the cushion is your your, but, your parachute. I'm upside down doing 100, 150 miles an hour and, and you're it, thinking there's no way I'm getting out of this one. And I and you can tell the speed because he's so close to the ground. Yeah. And he's aiming yeah. for a hillside. Right. Upside down. That seems about right. Yeah. So legit. He pushes the yoke towards the what I guess down, which brings us up into the air. So now we're all the blood is now again rushing to my head, so we can not hit this hillside. So, so I do a ninety degree I've been turn. Listening to this, <laughs> can, can we just uh, point out to our listeners that uh, those of you who are lightning fans, you almost didn't get the show. You almost lost them sometime <laughs> know, in the nineties. Right? <laughs> almost lost them, dude. I, I, no joke. I seriously looked at the ground when he nails you know, the I throttle. I'm and I go, seeing and I go, you. This is it. You guys are listening to this right now. And you're probably like imagining lightning. I'm seeing him in person, and it's almost like post-traumatic stress disorder, where he's reliving a memory that wasn't so good, and he's trying to make the best but out of it. it was, but as, though, wasn't it? <laughs> but as he's explaining it, he's devolving. Like you can tell, he's like trying to put a good face on it, but it really messed him up at the time. It did. I remember calling. I guess it was. I think I wasn't married at the time. We were. I was dating her. Where maybe she was my fiance at the time, and I go. I need to crash at your place tonight. Does I'm she come to your house? And because I'm not well. Does she ever look back on that day and go, oh, oh, "I had so, an out, dude. I had an out." So we red flag, red flag. <laughs> so we have to get in. We have to. So we go back to El, we land in El Mirage and we get in another a plane, a twin prop plane uh-huh. that had been rented, and we flew out of Santa Monica Airport. Sure. Yeah. And that ride back from El Mirage to a uh, to Santa Monica Airport an hour. was about an hour. Yeah. And I luckily they gave me the co-pilot seat. Oh yeah, so you could see out the window. Dear God, because like, yeah. if I were in the back, Done. I would have been so freaking. I would have. Yeah. I would have spackled everything. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Because oh. I was sweating the whole time, and I had the air vent mouth spackle. How cool is that? How cool is that though? That's a money can buy experience see? for sure. Yeah, you almost died. Because Kirby Chambliss is the best of the best in my book. Well, we got to have you back because I feel like we only scratched the surface. Yeah, there's a few chapters in there. You know, I spent some time as a professional ice hockey mascot and for a minor <laughs> league team in Fort Worth. That's I, ha- a, I have a friend a who story. was an ice hockey mascot. Like I now oh, know two people in my this life who ice hockey mascot. Joke. Hold on, but hey, but did your did your friend ever get in a fist fight with your opposing team's coach? Oh no, but that <laughs> I think you have to tell that story now because we can't wait till next time. Playoffs. I won't say names. It was the playoffs, and I used to. I was a Dalmatian. I was a, like a large Dalmatian, close to seven feet, including the helmet. And in between, on during the periods, I would go and I would sniff out the back of the opposing team's bench, and I would either throw my leg or throw a deuce on the back of the head of the other team <laughs> as a joke. So I had very, very limited viewing. You know, the, our, my my suit was not made by Disney. It didn't. It wasn't custom fit. So I had very limited viewing, and I knew I would stand in my skates. And in between periods, I would wait till my goalie came off, and then I just knew it was clear and I could step on the ice. Well, I'm standing there looking to the right, and all of a sudden I take a gut shot. I take a couple of shots <laughs> to the helmet. The helmet spun around, and all I hear is, you mother effer, don't you ever lift your leg in my face again. You pe- <laughs> And he's just lacing into me. And I'm on skates, and all I can think about is I need to get on the ice. we got a promo to do. And the cops had to break it up, and they're yelling at The cop doesn't know my name. And he's yelling at me going, Scorch, Scorch, do you want to press charges? 
and, and, and I, I had the wherewithal in the moment to say no because I did not want to be in the paper or talked about the next day that I pressed charges. That guy went to jail. We either win or lose the playoff game. I wanted my name out of it. I said, absolutely <laughs> not, but I got to go. So the helmet's twisted on my head. I had long hair down past my shoulders. Hair's all jacked in my face, and I had to do the intermission. But all that really happened from him is he had to come and say he was sorry. But it was one of those, hey, listen, I'm sorry. Yeah, don't right. Yeah, ever, I don't mean don't it. You ever effing, don't you my ever My dad made me come over here. Again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so funny you yeah, bring up uh, Disney because there's all sorts of rules about Disney characters, right? And so they can't talk and all this stuff. Well, I had a cousin who was goofy at Disneyland when oh, growing up. And he's an older, awesome. older cousin from my. And so I had been at Disneyland one day. I saw Goofy walking around. And I walk up. I go, hey, grab your left ear if John's in there. And Goofy turns to me and goes, nah, it's his day off, dude. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I didn't talk either. I didn't talk in the thing either because I didn't want to take away the mystique or whatever. And uh, I definitely didn't. I didn't like to be seen without the helmet, like or half partially suited Dude, up. Think about what a kid would see when the dog takes its head exactly, off. And sees you exactly. Exactly. You know, we could we could literally talk. I did three seasons. They actually won what uh, you know the championship on my last season. Uh, and, and during that time, the Dallas Stars had just come to Dallas. Uh, but there's a lot of stories, man. It, it, there's a, a lot of fun stories over the three years. We're gonna, have to, what, we're gonna have to do this over barbecue. I was just yeah. gonna say, I'm gonna eat with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's set it up. Like. Let's do this. All right. Yeah. All right. When we're allowed to travel again, uh, Texas is on our list, so we're gonna have to uh, figure out if we can come see you, and and we'll go to Slab. And we'll uh, we'll talk mascot stories. Last question. Maybe, maybe and maybe it'll be during F one. Man, you guys come in for F one. We'll hit barbecue, talk mascots, check out the race. Oh, dude, we can make a weekend of it. Last question yeah. for you, Shag. What is your favorite build from the show, Iron Resurrection? Just personal favorite. You know, there's there's things that are favorites because I'm just so in awe of the guy's talent and craftsmanship. You know, like the Firebird to me from just a wow factor of the craftsmanship is it, it's the Firebird. Uh, but for me personally, the vehicle that I love that I would want to take from the shop or wish I wish was mine is the Cadillac, the 64 Eldorado. Oh, that thing's beautiful. I just I love old Cadillacs. The, the so. Old Cadillacs have a special place in history because there was at the time they were so in your face. The fins, the chrome, it was, mm-hmm. you know, just the luxury. You were the, the man, you know. Yeah. Yeah. The, the amenities, the, the, you know, so many years ahead of its time. And, you know, just in the in the luxury items in the vehicle. And I just yeah, I just loved it. And the purple, the one the one that they, we've done a few caddies, but the one, the 64 that we did in season one is I love it. it it's, and again, that's just a personal taste. But uh, the Firebird. OK. From a, uh, and, and I mean, that's really a tough one because. There's certain things the guys do that you really have to know that you're looking for it, and you don't see it until you put one up next to a stock. But they're so minor and subtle. But the craftsmanship and the fabrication is, it's just amazing. And it never gets old. Watching these guys work, bending metal, painting, everything they do, it never gets old. And what year is your Silverado? 2011. An 11. Yeah, but I would. I got to tell you, I wouldn't mind. Uh, it, it may be time for an upgrade, but it's in great condition. I keep it up, keep it I keep it running smooth. But uh, that, that has the five three or the Duramax? yes five three no okay. the five three yeah. I will say I will say I've, I've you know Rams I, the Rams uh, are looking dude, good. It's a nice truck. I know it is. They make it a is. nice truck right now. It's uh, a beautiful truck. I know I'm going to get slack for saying that, but for <laughs> me, it's, it's not. I, I'm not like a brand loyal guy. I'm a 
I'm a innovation loyal person. Like if yeah. you're if you're the one that's being innovative and just working towards the future and making things better and uh, progressing. Yep. That's hard that's to argue. What, you know, ramp. Air 2019 ramp. Coil my springs. Eye. Yeah. Big screen. Oh, yeah. So, hey, Ralph and uh, Ram, Dodge, if you guys are listening. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, we know some Should people over there who listen to the show yeah. that are uh, – actually, we have uh, several people high up within several OEs who listen to us for some reason. I have no idea why, but they do. Because you guys are awesome, man. Oh, well. That's well, the, I mean, oh, they are fast-forwarding through this episode right now, but, uh, but <laughs> yeah, normally well, yeah. they do listen, yes. <laughs> All right. Oh, fantastic. All right, you guys. Iron Resurrection on Motor Trend. And I, Holman, is it still a dollar? Can you get it for a I month? Believe well, it's still going I believe it's still a dollar. Can I, yeah, jump can I let you guys in on something? Uh, I just found out, actually yesterday, they are going to air on TV every single episode from the series starting July 1st at 8 p.m. Eastern. They're going to start with episode one and then every single night until all four seasons have aired. Dude. So com- coming up binge. July 1st, you can, you can watch the entire uh, series. I'm in. On Motor Trend. Yeah. I'm in. Holy mackerel. All right. Well, if you want to uh, find out more about our buddy Shag, shagarrington.com or at shagarrington or at shagarrington. Or he, in other words, he did it right. Like all of his socials, all the same. At shagarrington, cross the board. A-R-R, yeah. double R. Yeah, A-R-R-I-N-G-T-O-N. Fantastic. Man, we got to hang out with you in person. Well, I, no, I, mean, I, I feel the same way. Yeah. This has been a lot of fun. I really, I'm stoked I got to be on the show. This is awesome. Well, hopefully uh, it won't be so long till we uh, hook up again, but thanks for uh, making some time for us. And definitely, we got to come visit you in Texas and, uh, and mow down some barbecue. Anytime. You can do a surprise visit, whatever. Do not do not hesitate. If you need anything, if you want to, yeah. Be careful. Yeah. We have your number now. Open. <laughs> doors open. I'm okay. telling you. All right. Well, well, we'll make it happen. We appreciate it, and uh, we'll catch up with you soon. All right, guys. Take care. All right, we'll All right brother. Talk to you. Have yeah, a good sorry. one. Bye, y'all. Bye. All right, my good friend Holman, thank you for lining that up. Uh, Mr. Shag was outstanding. Yeah, I, uh, I'm serious. I'm serious. I'm heading to Austin. We're going to go uh, eat at the slab. I'm going to make it happen. Totally in. Totally in. Hey, do you mind if we do some five-star hotline? Not only do I not mind, but uh, I encourage it. 657-205-6105. Oh, come on and be part of the show. Call the five-star hotline. 657-205-6105. It's the five-star hotline. Five-star Hey, Truck Show Podcast. It's your buddy Grant calling from Iowa again. Um, I listened to last week's podcast talking about the, like something about driving and being on the road and having to take crap. Um, <laughs> so here's my story, which I never really thought I'd share, but I'm going to do it anyways for some reason. Um, so it was actually last summer I was bailing hay for a neighbor. If anybody's ever bailed hay before, you know that as soon as that hay is cut, it's going to rain. That's just the way it is. The hay gets wet. It turns to crap. So you got to hurry up and, and bail. So we were busting hump and I was driving tractor uh, because I was older than the high schooler kids that were on the racks sweating and out. So I'm driving tractor and I don't know what I ate, but I had to go so stinking bad. But clouds are uh, stacking up in the west and whatever. And it's like, well, crud, it's going to rain. We better hurry. So we're busting hump trying to get her done. And I, I, it just hit me. So I probably- uh, was your experience also clouds were stacking up in the West? <laughs> I think that's a euphemism. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> clouds are stacking up in the West. Oh, crap. Get lightning over to a uh, rest stop. Probably held that for about four hours, just going back and forth, bailing hay. 
I was like, well, there's a cornfield right there. I could run out in that, but never did. I'm sweating from the heat. I'm sweating from all this. By the time we got the last rack loaded and unhooked, I hopped in my truck, Baja, went about 90 miles an hour uh, and two miles back to my place. Um, I didn't even stick around to get paid. That's how bad I had. <laughs> um, so that that's probably my my worst. Not on the road, but in a field. Anyways, love the podcast. Keep doing what you're doing. And, yeah, I'll keep listening. See you guys. Well, we love you, too. Yeah, we do. That was, uh, that was a great story. My favorite story of the week. <laughs> hey, Lightning and Holman. It's 5.08 a.m. in Utah. And I'm already like 10 minutes deep into the podcast. You guys told me to call. I don't really have much to say, but I called anyway. Thanks for uh, helping me stay awake on my drive. Keep up the, well, whatever work it is you're doing. Sometimes good. Just kidding. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Bye. All right. Well, well he, uh, he followed instructions I well. I appreciate that. We want all of you to call and tell us good stories. No idea who that was. 657-205-6105. And by the way, if you can't remember the number, no problem. Just go to our Instagram, at Truck Show Podcast, and go to the profile, and there's a call button. Just click that and leave us a message. Hey, when you guys are talking about the Space Force truck being Galaxy Black, did you say you wanted it to have speckling or spackling? <laughs> Asking for a friend. <laughs> uh, speckling in that case. Speckling. Or sparkling. Sparkling. That, that mm-hmm. may, yeah, maybe. Yeah, okay. Hey, Holman. It's Debbie. I met at that truck stop there. I <laughs> out there in the lot. Call me. <laughs> Don't think that's true. Yeah, because um, don't don't think that happened. Think that was uh, was not actually real. Holman, I heard you enjoyed a lot, lizard. <laughs> no, I no? I I think it was I enjoyed a lizard a lot. I think that's different. How is I hmm. caught caught one for my kid on the wall and said, "Here's a lizard." It's di- different than the English language. Mix some words around. It means different things. Sure, sure, whatever you say. Hey guys, your friendly, dedicated driver. I heard your podcast uh, when you guys were out at the Nikola facility. The problem I have is, is I don't see autonomous trucks taking over in 10 years because of the simple fact is there's a lot of dedicated drivers like me where I'm only gone one day a night and we only get like four trailers in at our facility a day. So now in 10 years, all truck drivers are going to be locals, but hey, that's okay. But I've had to go without, you know, you know, in your one episode, the one time I've had to go is four and a half hours from one rest area that I was coming up on that was closed and had to make it to the next one, which was four hours away. Great show. Love the podcast. I'm not going to know your note as soon as my truck gets back out of the shop. Uh, my personal vehicle and my first and my company vehicle. And just so you know, the only information I'll give you about it is my personal vehicle as a manual transmission. Nice. Yay. Keep up the good job, guys. Talk to you later. All right. Well, we appreciate the call. You guys leave us a message. 657-205-6105. It is the five-star hotline. Five-star. 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 Hotline. Holman, word on the street is you have enough truck news to fill up two decked drawers. Maybe three. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of trucks? Uh, 
Ah! Wait a minute. I'm not... I can't do it solo. I thought it was funny. I just wanted to hear you. But carry, I carry the show like you normally. But do. I look over you, and you weren't about to do it, so I'm like, ah, uh, yeah, like you I faded. I faded. I, yeah. I just, I'm not. I threw you off. You know what? It was like uh, Olympic rings, but like only three of them. You know, just like <laughs> it just was weird. I, I couldn't. So uh, Ford F one fifty news twenty twenty one F one fifty was uh, unveiled. At least pieces of it were at a tech briefing you last week. You don't sound confident when you deliver your news. Try it again. Come at me with some confidence. Well, I think that there was a company, <laughs> but I'm not sure who they were. Sure. And they, they make, um, I think it's like a, a truck or something. Is it popular? It's pretty. It's pretty. Um, it's got some seats and a wheel. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, I don't know. Did you hear anything about it? No, I didn't. Yeah. Anyway, going back to uh, Ford F-150, uh, we now know more about it, including the hybrid model. The uh, most of the powertrains are carryovers, so if you are used to the uh, today's powertrains, you will know the next powertrains. Although the ten-speed automatic is standard across the line, and uh, the five-liter now gets cylinder deactivation. Although Ford did not announce any power outputs yet, you're saying that it does have the cylinder deactivation. I literally just said that. I know that, and it was rhetorical because I don't want it to have cylinder deactivation. Then you should buy a twenty because yeah. the twenty ones are coming, <sighs> and they're gonna have it. Uh, uh, also, so. Does anyone like that? I mean, I, I know we enjoy the, the fuel economy, but no one likes that, right? I don't mind it. Really? Yeah, there's uh, today's vehicles, you don't even feel it. You don't even know it's there. Mm. It's actually pretty impressive. I know it's impressive technology, but... Yeah. Hmm. As long as you don't feel it, all the GMs have it, the Rams have it. Now the Fords are going to have it. Moving on. Hey, uh, so they announced a bunch of really interesting features. We'll uh, we talk more about them next week, but uh, how about a fold-down center console shifter. Ford was told by their uh, their loyal fan base that they love having a console-mounted shifter, but they don't love the fact that they have nowhere to put their laptops. So Ford created a shifter that folds down into the center console, and then the armrest splits in half and opens up and creates a table for your laptop or signing documents or things like that. Uh, the only thing I have to say about that is, as interesting as that is, could you just go on with a column shifter? Well, I'm glad. I don't like column shifters, as you know. And Yeah, but with big touch screens, like the big 12-inch that's in the uh, Ford now, yeah. they made a point to call it a portrait mode, not landscape, because it's not like the Ram vertical. It's horizontal. Mm. But on that stuff on trucks, it looks like, you know, I like the column shifter because it steadies your hand for the touchscreen inputs. Let me ask you this. Why haven't we just gone to... A, like the RAM, a, a knob or, or a... Uh, well, Ford's research said their customers did not like the knob. Yeah, no, I don't either. But I'm just curious. Okay, so what about a touchscreen? Because it's all electronic anyway. Touchscreen what? T to change gears with a touchscreen. That's that's the worst idea you've ever come up with. I, I'm not saying that I want it. I'm saying that if it's that's making God freaking awful. fold down, why couldn't it just be buttons that you push? Because Ford's research said we don't want a knob. We don't like push button. And we like the console shifter. That's what their customers told them. And so they went with a fold away. Okay. And they went with a 12-inch screen uh, so that they could have room for a row of physical buttons because Ford customers tend to like physical buttons, not touchscreen buttons. Well, we all hate knobless radios, right? I I do. I yeah. do for sure. But on the competing product, the Ram still has physical buttons on either side of the screen. So be interesting to see uh, how how much better the Ford system is. Uh, Ford also has over-the-air updates. They'll be introduced on the 2021 F-150, which is pretty cool. And uh, over-the-air updates for 
the vehicle and for the uh, ar- electronic architecture, I guess. Okay. So we don't have a lot of details. They just did a quick briefing. They have a bunch of different camera views, as you would expect. It was interesting. One sh- one photo they showed showed the camera that overlooks the bed, and they didn't talk about it, but the bed had a gooseneck setup from the factory and a tailgate that had a cutout for the trailer to pass through. So that means on the a half ton. tow rating has gone through the roof. Well, they're saying they want the F-150 to be uh, around 12,000 pounds. Although they're not releasing those numbers quite yet, but that's the uh, that's the target. The uh, truck track is also wider, and it has bigger standard tires as well. Hmm. Uh, they've got a uh, foldable locking setup in the back. Still have a flat load floor when you want it, but a bin that pops up out of the floor and can lock for those long items. Uh, they've got a new dash, new headlights, new look, new tail lights, and a, a host of new technology. So I think we're we're gonna try and get somebody from Ford here. Uh, in the near future to talk about it, but uh, they did not talk about it. I was surprised because I thought they moved this truck up a year in order to compete with what was, uh, strangely to them, a very, very impressive Ram product. And so I thought they would be announcing more technology today, and it felt like a pretty good mid-cycle refresh, but they didn't touch on whether they're changing from leaf springs to coil springs. They didn't talk about whether it'll have an air suspension option. They did talk about all the different trims. There's going to be 11 different grills, and like I think it's something like six different trim levels on it, um, all the way up to the limited. Excuse me, what? 11? 11 different grill options. That ain't true! That's not true! So get your facts straight. There's no way. Yeah, it's true. Really? It's true. It's happening. Yeah. 11 yeah. grills. 11 different grills to, to show you what kind of uh, F-150 That's like you uh, more uh, uh, paint schemes than Ram has for our armed services. <laughs> exactly. Huh. So anyway, we'll uh, we'll cover some more uh, Ford F-150 stuff, but uh, just if you want to find out, head over to uh, trucktrend.com or fourwheeler.com. We've got a lot of information up there. Also, uh, last week, uh, the Chevy Colorado and GMC Canyon official images arrived. Previously, we had only seen the uh, uh, the Canyon Denali and the Colorado ZR2, and so now we're seeing the rest of the lineup, and it still has the same crappy headlights. <laughs> At least they look like the same crappy headlights. If they have the same horrible uh, light output as uh, the current Colorado, it'll be a pretty big disappointment. Again, it's... Uh, Sounds like the same powertrains as before, the i4 with 200 horsepower and 191 pound-feet of torque, the 3.6 with 308 horsepower and 275 pound-feet of torque, and the turbo diesel returns with 181 horsepower and 369 pound-feet of torque. Um, let's a uh, little, little tweak to the outside. They look nice, but uh, not a huge change for that truck. I guess they feel like uh, they don't need to do a whole lot with it because it's pretty successful. Um, the Ram TRX prototypes have been spotted. They keep getting spotted, and they keep getting spotted. So that means they're coming. It's coming soon. What do you think soon means? Do you think soon means end of summer? I think soon is may, holiday. Maybe next month. Oh, like soon, soon. Wow, that yeah. soon. I think they're really close. So I'm excited to uh, be able to talk about that. And refresh our listeners' memory, actually a nice way of saying mine, about the expected powertrain. Uh, a un- detuned Hellcats. So basically a quote-unquote Raptor fighter. I know dollar in the swear jar. Uh, and it will be 707 horsepower compared to the Raptor's 450. Are you sure about that? Pretty sure. You sure? Pretty sure. 707 horsepower? Is that what you said? 707 horsepower. Hey, did you hear uh, Rivian? <laughs> 
Yeah, what about Rivian? Moving. Yeah, why? In in reverse, uh, they are moving most of its operations outside of Michigan and moving people to California, which well, seems like that's what? the complete opposite. Are you guys everybody idiots? Else. What? No, no. There's nothing that California has to offer you. So uh, they've we're we live in California, and I'm telling you, stay away. Not because we don't have the room. We got plenty of room in the desert, in the in the high desert, or in the middle of the damn state. You can't afford to do business here. That's 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 business suicide. Uh, are you being California unpompous right now? I'm saying that's insane. So they have about 2,300 If employees. only we could pay more in state tax, where should we go? Well, hmm, New York or California? Yes, let's, play the, let's pay the max. California it is. So they have a uh, workforce of about 2,300 strong and uh, over 1,000 currently work in California and about 750 work in Plymouth, Michigan. Uh, but they're going to move uh, some of its engineering teams to the Golden State. And uh, maybe you and I can get jobs there. Not when, after my rent. When the podcast fails. Uh, it sounds not like they'll still I'm, keep- Not after me bagging on them. They'll still keep some people in Michigan, but it also sounds like uh, the majority of the workforce will be here in California. They have a pretty nice facility in Irvine, so I'm hoping it's uh, Orange County, California. Okay. And it'll be in my backyard. Listen, they're going to make an awesome vehicle. I'm just stunned that they would- Willfully, of all the places you could go and have engineering teams and be inspired, Austin, Texas, like Apple. No, or... no, no. All those people moved from California. All the awesome engineers were either in Michigan or here. Right. Because aerospace. So with aerospace closing down and moving their operations, there's a ton of engineers who are here in Southern California. Plus, Toyota moving out, Nissan moving out. I'm just all saying, these manufacturers but... have moved out. You have a huge pool of of potential workforce that. Or have engineering acumen. So I I'm think- not saying. Hold on, well, you're misunderstanding me. I'm not misunderstanding you. I, I, I listen. There are plenty of amazing people here. Yeah, talented people. I'm in just Southern saying California, that I California. think yeah. it is a smarter move than you think. Plus, the infrastructure here for electric vehicles and the culture here. And who doesn't want to live in Southern California? Let's put the taxes. I don't. In- no, stop. <laughs> that you're a liar. I don't. You're a lying not liar anymore. that lies. I'm not. All I'm right. telling I'm you. I'm just saying. Put the politics aside. Put the uh, the the taxes aside. All it's you'd, got going for us a- now is weather. I'm turning That's against. Strong. I'm telling you. The weather's strong, dude. The, the weather is strong, but my I- my wife is watching TV the other night and there's a snowstorm and she's like, nope, couldn't do it. I'm turning against the damn state, dude. I'm telling you. All right. Well, the truck. I'm podcast. the guy we'll, uh, go on with until... a tattoo that says "West Coast for Life" on my a- shoulder. And yeah, and you're going to be what? The West Coast of the Mississippi River, or I'm, I'm saying I'm turning against my. I'm the dude. You're the guy. And yet, well, hey, that's one less car on the road. So get yeah, your mini. Man, it's out a here. lot. It's it's the politics and it's the yeah, it's, I hear it's you. The taxes. Well, there's and... got there's got to be a few of us who uh, turn the lights out when this thing slides off into the ocean, because <laughs> it will <laughs> at some point. <laughs> Uh, our buddies over at BF Goodrich celebrating, guess how many years in business? 100. Guess again. Okay, I, I don't know. 75. Guess again. 50? Mm, going the wrong way. Oh, then 120. Still wrong. What's well, not 200? 150 years. Oh my God, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. So uh, BF Goodrich started as a small rubber company in Akron, Ohio. In 1870, if you can believe that. Hot damn. Dude, that's impressive. Yeah. I mean, think of it. How, can you count on one hand the number of companies that are over 150 years old? Uh, All right, I got it. This year in history, 1870. You want to know what happened? Construction of the Brooklyn Bridge began. Oh, wow. 
I mean, that's that's solid. Uh, John D. Rockefeller incorporates Standard Oil. Okay. Chevron and Texaco sure. today. How about women's suffrage? The right to vote? The right to vote in uh, the Utah Territory in 1870. Wow. Okay. Uh, the Deutsche Bank, founded in Berlin. All these things were happening as B.F. Goodrich started How about making this? tires. Vladimir Lenin was born. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. So, Vladimir Lenin and BFG born the same year. <laughs> and only one of them is still around. Yes, thank God. Anyway, uh, and my personal favorite... Christmas declared a federal holiday in the United States in 1870. Huh. I figured it would all, it's always been a holiday. And then the last thing, uh, the guys over at Gateway Bronco um, have a officially licensed by Ford crew cab bump side monster truck with a five-year warranty available. What? Let me see. Check this out. Turn that sideways. Show enough. So that the mat- sure is. Now, when you say monster truck, we think of like an actual monster truck. This is not that. This is just a really lifted. Looks like it's on uh, OBS truck. Yeah, it looks like it's on forty-four inch Swampers. Sure. Uh, the math scientists at Gateway Bronco out of Hamill, Illinois, the same folks that brought the amazing collection of rust-modded early Broncos, have now lifted the curtain on the company's next big creation. It'll be the classic sixty-seven to seventy-two Ford F Series pickups. And the first such build will debut at the 2020 SEMA show in Las Vegas. And uh, the restoration of these F-Series pickups are officially licensed by Ford. These bump sides are the natural choice to follow the Bronco, as interest in the platform has skyrocketed in recent years, with Haggerty reporting that the value of these trucks has risen by more than 40% since 2017. I wonder who was on the early end of that one and watched it pass right on by. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it hurts a little bit. Yep. Uh, similar to the Bronco Bills, Gateway plans to offer these with a 5-liter V8. Made it to a 10-speed transmission. They'll have push-button four-wheel drive, push-button active exhaust for louder note when the time is right, a custom design and powder-coated chassis with a four-link, rugged leather interior treatments, including American Bison, and finally, a genuine barn wood-lined bed floor. More impressive, however, is the list of options that will be available while Ford's 5-liter V8 is great. You can swap that out with uh, a version that has the Harrop USA or Roush Performance Supercharger. That ups the output to a staggering 700 horsepower. Also on the <laughs> option too list- too much in that truck. Well, then stand by. <laughs> yeah. Because also on the option list is the ability to ditch the 5 liter altogether and instead drop in Ford's impressive 7.3 liter big block gas V8. And don't <laughs> worry, the 7.3 comes fitted with a customer's choice of also either a Harrop Supercharger or- a pair of twin turbos. Oh my God! <laughs> Performance oh my figures Lord. for the seven three haven't been released yet, but if uh, the five liters doing seven hundred horsepower, I can only imagine what the big block's doing. Plus, you get the torque. Oh my God! So wait a minute, stop it for a second, because I don't understand the concept here. Are they going out and just finding all the old trucks yep. that they can get? Oh, so they're not. Why don't you stamp new steel? Call it a day. Oh, I'm sure they're, they're. I'm sure there's probably going to be parts of it that are that are new pieces, but. Are there enough of those trucks on the road? Well, they're showing go- a crew cab long bed, which were only available for fleet. So anybody in the F100, um, I guess, community mm-hmm. knows that those trucks, they were forest service and things like that, beat up and super hard to find and getting very expensive. So uh, long bed, crew cab, boy, but oh, so awesome. And on the uh, traction front, uh, available Eaton E-Locker 
or Detroit True Tracks. So anyway, it'll be pretty uh, badass. By the way, the first one, the 69 F250 shown here, the ones that I showed you, mm-hmm. will be fitted with a supercharger on the 7.3, and it'll be in the Eaton booth at the 2020 SEMA show. So that'll be something to look forward to. Uh, hopefully we're all still going. I am, as of today. Are you? Uh, yeah, of course I am. All right, just checking. Some people seem to be wavering in their SEMA commitment. Oh no, I have no waiver. COVID yeah. does not. Scare it's not, me. and SEMA is not going to not happen. No, I it just I can't. There imagine. are plenty of people that try to tell me that it's not going to happen. I'm like, you wait and see. Yeah, SEMA will be there. SEMA's going to. I think it's one of those things that even if you tried to cancel it, people would show up. You just can't stop yeah, it. They might. It just has a, a life unto itself. And then with your truck news, we got to read some email from you. You email, yeah. I'm just killing time as Holman is across the table from me, handing out uh, emails, printed emails, as if they were playing cards. One for you, one for me, one for you, one for me. That's how it goes. Idea for your website, says Matt Urbanowicz. Hey, guys, I've been a longtime listener, and I appreciate all the hard work you guys put into uh, you put in during the COVID crap. One thought I had was, with all the great information you provide during the show, with the awesome interviews, with some really great indiv- uh, individuals, is the need for a link to the products or businesses that come on the show. I found myself looking for information about a product that was talked about during the show, but there's no way to look it up without listening to each episode. I think a simple web link and a brief description would be really helpful. I'm sure you won't do this, just like the t-shirts, but I thought I would suggest it. Take care, guys. Matt. Uh, that's a great idea, and well, yes, we should have the deal some that. type of a link somewhere. So it's very simple. We were going to, starting with episode one, put them in the show notes so that you could open up the show notes and see the links. Sure. And then we realized it's just the two of us, and there was no possible way. So uh, at some point in the future, I hope to hire somebody who can listen to every episode of the Truck Show podcast and write in the show notes for you guys. So it's on the list of things we'd like to do. We just aren't quite there right now. And the show notes would live where? So when they're in Apple Podcast app or Spotify, or they, do they have to go to Libsyn? Where would they get it, the show notes? They're, they're part of the show description that has all the information on all the platforms. Okay, good to know. All right, well, we'll look for it next year. <laughs> all right, got one from uh, Wayne York. And the subject of this email is no subject at all. It just says no subject. Oh, really? Okay. Hey, Holman and Lightning. Wayne from Kansas here. Great show. I just got caught up on episodes after being away from them for a few months. How dare you, Wayne? Thanks for reading my email. Made my day. My expertise lies in GMT 400 trucks, but I like to venture into older Chevys and Jeeps. I think I'm up to a grand total of 28 vehicles now that I've had. Oh, my gosh. a lot. I don't even know how many I have. Maybe 10? Yeah, I'm probably in the 10 range. 28's a lot. Let's see, uh, 87 Accord LXI, 94 Ford Ranger Splash 4x4, uh, 2000 Civic Si, that's a sweet car. Uh, let's see, after that was my 2000 Ranger FX4, had my 51 Willys, had my 12 uh, JK, I've got my 20 JL, and then a uh, few uh, vehicles along, along the way that I claim as my own, but I didn't actually own the pink on them. Hmm. So yeah, that's, uh, 28 sounds like a lot. Sounds like a lot. You know what's... The comedies I can't remember all my vehicles. 
Really? I, every, well, I've tried this before, but oh. I, I got it wrong. I've had three motorcycles, too. So oh, that, that, that those should count, right? Uh, no. That's I mean, vehicles? Yeah. They're, yeah. Well, they're vehicles. But yeah, yeah, with pink slips. Okay. Yeah, I'm counting mine. Let's see if I can remember. Uh, by the way, uh, Sportster with a 1250 Stage 3. Sure. My Buell City Cross. Okay. Yeah. You owned a couple bikes. I did. I had a CBR 600 Honda, and I had a GSX-R 750. Jixer, as the kids yeah. call it. It was all Yoshimura. Did you have uh, chicken strips on it? Chicken strips? How? Were you a squid? How did you ride a Jixer and not know what chicken strips are? I don't know. What is a chicken strip? Seriously? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, my God. You rode a sport bike yeah. in Southern California, and you've never heard of chicken strips? Is that is that the stuff on the tank? Nope. I don't know what a chicken strip are is. Are you, do you know what a squid is? I guess not. Squirrely kid is what you call a new rider on a oh, way okay. too powerful bike. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I see chi- him all the time, yeah. Chi- yeah, chicken strips were the part of the edge of the tire that were not used oh, because people would oh, yeah. lean too Well, I would out. always look at, you, when you see the right. knobbies, yeah. right? You see the little spokes yeah, so on the chicken the, strips because oh, they were uh, chicken. Because chicken and didn't, go that, didn't lean, go, go that, that fast. Yeah, right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, well, it's, uh, can I, it's a 1984 Accord hatchback. Yeah. Next one, because I, then I ruined that one. So then I got, my grandfather bought me a $500 200SX, a Nissan, yeah. with no paint on it. Okay. And that was an awesome, because it was five-speed manual. Yeah, those are awesome. And it was and so fun. Drive. Rear-wheel drive. And my girlfriend at the time, I don't think she had ever had more fun in a car ever, because I- would go over curbs, parking this blocks, tough, the whole man. thing. Like, oh, dude, it was it was amazing. Zero Fs. Zero. Uh, what year was my Toyota truck? I had a Toyota truck. It was an extra cab. Pass through. Long bed. No, I did not have a walk through. <laughs> no, it was not. It was not lowered. Uh, damn, I want to say it was mid nineties. I don't. I don't have a freaking clue. What? 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 Uh, I, I should go back and look to see what year that was. All right, your homework is you need to. Uh, Come back to the episode 129 with your list of vehicles. Yeah, I'm going to have to do that. Ah, that's an interesting exercise. Anyway, uh, Wayne continues, but I'm looking into getting a nicer, newer truck to have some reliable transportation. I worked for a guy who had a 2013 Silverado 3500 single cab long bed 4x4 that I liked. My range of vehicles I'm looking at is in that generation from 08 to 13, I believe. Now, looking at all the used stuff local to me, I noticed a lot of them had 200,000 miles or close to that. I got wondering about these newer trucks. What's considered high mileage on the newer stuff? Do they last longer, and can they take more miles than the older generations? I'd appreciate any insight that you have on these generations of trucks and what to look for when buying a used newer truck. Thanks, guys. Keep up the great show. And uh, that's Wayne from Kansas. He says, yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Five stars. Five star review. Five stars. And mounted and mounted parameters. So what is considered high mileage? Uh, I usually tell people this. If uh, 200,000 miles isn't necessarily a bad thing, if you can, A, track the service history, uh, make sure that all the maintenance was done on it, you can uh, be rest assured that the vehicle wasn't in an accident, doesn't have any rust, uh, then I would say most of those vehicles usually at that point need things like uh, bushings and uh, you know coolant hoses and stuff like that. But Generally speaking, uh, new vehicles are capable of, of reaching that 200,000 to 300,000 miles with relatively little issues as long as they're well cared for, especially the ones that have high highway miles. Would you agree that um, American-made cars are good over 100,000 miles and German 
after sixty thousand, don't touch it. Um, no, because the interior well, yeah, that's the interior say. panels are the, falling the off. The car isn't bad, yeah, but the interior falls apart, right? And they're super expensive to repair. Yeah. So, like engineering wise, they're really good. But uh, I always tell people when you buy one, get the extended warranty or lease it so you can get the hell out of it before the interior falls apart on you. They're sort of like old Rams. Why is it that the interiors fall apart? I have no idea. Because I have They're owned expensive damn cars, but they all start BMWs, I've owned Mercedes creaking, rattling. And they yep, they just fall the yep. frick apart. You pull your door closed and the whole door panel pops off in your right. hand. That doesn't happen in a freaking it doesn't happen in a Ram truck, it doesn't happen in a Honda. Yeah. But it happens in German cars all the German time. German cars. What's, Audis especially. What's Man, it, what's up oh. with that? Why? Huh. I'm just saying, get the extended warranty. If you know Email us, truckshowpodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. What's up with the German car interiors? No clue is the subject line from Dan Church. Saw this one getting some new tires for my Platinum F-150 today and thought of you two delinquents. <laughs> Man, she's pretty. Uh, look at this. So that is a Bronco. What year is that Bronco right there, Holman, if you had yeah, to guess? That's what we call an early Bronco. That's okay. probably like a 69 to 70, somewhere in there. So she is, uh, she's good looking. Yeah, Very well, cool. thank you for uh, uh, sending that along and teasing us with it. But why would you call us delinquents? Because we are. Oh, okay. Well, that's I mean, fair. Because of that reason. I got one here. Uh, wait a minute. This is from Jeremy Delzer. <sighs> Do we know Jeremy? No, but the subject line sucks. Because it's, let me see. Holman. Subject line is Holman is a number two. <laughs> so does that mean I'm number two or I'm a turd? You're a turd. Is that what it means? I'm I, actually I a sure number two? I hope that's what I'm the active uh, of number twoing. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, I guess I'll read it anyway. Uh, Lightning and Holman. I'll start off by saying I like lightning the most out of this awesome podcast. Oh, that's very g- generous of you. Well, Thank I you. mean, you should have one fan, so that's that's cool. Uh, one's enough. I'll get to why Holman comes in as number two here in a second, so bear with me. Oh. Y'all's podcast is some excellent content from the interviews of huge names in the industry to all of the jingles. I came across the podcast earlier this year, and I bounced back and forth between the new episodes and catching up on old ones. Weirdly enough, though, I listened to your podcast during my workouts. I'm too busy laughing and being intrigued about the topics of the podcast to realize that my chunky self should have stopped exercising a bit ago. <laughs> Go and grab burgers miles ago. By the way, In-N-Out is good, but overhyped. But I won't say what a burger is necessarily better because they have two different consumer bases. I feel like he's playing it safe on that one. Yeah. You're, you're, you're towing you gotta, the line. You got to go either side. Yeah, pick a side. Yeah, pick, pick, a a side. side. pick a side. Just like Holman versus Lightning. Anyway, uh, back to why Holman is a number two. Uh, this is an old topic, but when I was deployed, I was listening to an episode about how GM trucks just recently got a centered steering wheel. <laughs> being halfway across the world and not being able to test this, I was left dumbfounded and felt my whole life had been a lie. I've had a 97 Sierra, 00 Sierra, a 04 Silverado SS, and a 06 Silverado a 10 Tahoe, not a truck but still, and a 15 Sierra Denali. Never... Never had I noticed the steering wheel wasn't centered. Anyways, a few months after this devastating revelation, I come back home and night one, my wife tells me, and I quote, So, I don't want to anger you, but you know your steering wheel is cantered a little bit and not centered? (laughs) I love her! (laughs) I rolled my eyes and just looked at her and I said, Yeah. Well, the Truck Show podcast revealed this to me. So, thanks, Holman, for ruining my life. And much like lightning, 
I sat in my truck and took measurements, and sure enough, I hate you. Fellas, love the podcast and can't wait to listen to you for hopefully years to come. Hashtag yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. And five stars for lightning. Five star review. Five stars. And just a humble brag, my work vehicle burns on average 18,000 pounds of fuel an hour. Jeremy. 18,000. See, uh, that's something big. He's uh, in a in a in an ocean yeah, ocean be, liner, right? Has, well, it's fuel, so it can't be an aircraft carrier because yeah. those are all nukes. It's probably not a sub since those are all the U.S. subs are, are nukes. Uh, so a, he's, like he's the captain cruiser? of the princess. Yeah, the love boat. <laughs> is that what it is? Uh, yeah. Princess cruises. Uh-huh. Well, he doesn't have a lot of uh, a lot of places to go right now if he's nope. in the cruise line industry. He doesn't. But you know what's true about uh, this last story. Holman, you are a number two. <laughs> well, Jeremy, thank you for your service. Appreciate you uh, being a listener to the Truck Show Podcast. Wow, is the subject line from Justin Holman. Really? Question mark, question mark, question mark. I made you an honorary Texan, sent you a Texas flag, and you forgot that I'm from Texas? The last time I sent a message, I said, what a burger for the win, and you say this guy must be from Texas? I mean, wow. Wait, I said the right thing. I said he must be from Texas. I was not wrong, was I? The rest of this is the food portion rebuttals of episode 125. (laughs) Raising Cane's is the same as Zaxby's, but the difference is the sauces, and Zaxby's for the win between those two, LOL. Rudy's, really, dude. I mean, seriously, I mean, grab a breakfast taco from them. Yeah, but come on. No, I got shag in my corner on this one. And then Chick-fil-A is always amazing. Thank and that you. lemonade is the best ever, says and Justin. they have the best restaurant sweet tea anywhere. Because you go to McDonald's or some of these other places and their sweet tea is syrupy. You go to Chick-fil-A, and I don't care whether you're in California or you're in Atlanta, Georgia, mm-hmm. you have Chick-fil-A sweet tea. And it brings you back to the South every time. It's perfect. All right, uh, I got one last one here from James Ambrose, who uh, his title says, Love Those Wide Bodies. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> uh, what, what up, Lightning and Holman? So that, wait, so after Love Those Wide Bodies, he follows up with, What up, Lightning and Holman? <laughs> anyway, he says, First off, I just want to say thanks for reading all my emails on the show and crazy Billy Bob track. Fun fact, I finally caught up to date on the show at episode 109, right when you read my first email, no less. Oh, that's cool. I've had this idea for a few weeks. I wanted to check with you two to see if it would be worth doing. My question revolves around the tire well. So what exactly limits the size of tire you can put on a truck? I ask this because I have an older, non-lifted, 06 GMC Sierra 2500 HD, and if my estimates are correct, it would cost five dollars to $6,000 for tires, rims, 35s, and 6-inch lift kit. However, I love the look of the Raptor wide body. Could I fab new wider round fenders for the front and back and get the 35s on that way, or do I have no choice but to lift it? I love the truck. I just want to do something different with it so it doesn't look like every other pure white truck on the road. Thanks for the advice, and as always, keep mounting those parameters. And that's from James. Master, monitor, key, engine, parameters. So Fiberworks offers a kit, and there are a couple of companies out there that offer fiberglass kits for that truck, right? Well, they offer fiberglass fenders. Fenders, right? Which is what you need. No, 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 no. no. So his question is what, so in general terms, what exactly limits the size of tire you can put on the truck? Well, one is wheel travel. So where the tire is going to hit and where uh, the bump stop is and all that, right? So yes, you can get fiberglass fenders. 
You can rip out the fender liner and you can get more, you know, up and down travel. Mm-hmm. But that's not the only thing. When you do that, you also have to look about left and right lock, right? Right. So a lot of times these trucks, the front axle center line needs to be moved forward, which a lot of these trucks do with lift kits. They move the spindles and the axle center line pushes the wheelbase out forward because at full lock, you have to clear the firewall. So really, it's how much wheel travel you can get away with in your wheel wells. And then with that size of tire, with the offset of wheel that you want, whether it's going to hit the uh, the front bumper or mm-hmm. even worse, the firewall, because once it hits the firewall, now you're into a major body piece. It's super easy to trim a bumper or take a bumper off. And no, you don't need a lift to fit 35s, but you do have to have good suspension. The other thing people do for more wheel travel, obviously, so cow style is you put longer control arms, you put fiberglass or bodywork over that, you get more wheel travel, um, and you can get those tires moved away from the body. But essentially, it's firewall and A-pillar, and then where your bump stops are set. Either way, though, it's going to cost you some money. I mean, if you're going to go with longer control arms, that's going to be pricey. Yep. And if you're going to add new fenders, it's all going to be kind of I mean, it's, so just, there's it's no, not, yeah. yeah. And there's a right way to do it and a not right way to do it. Just depends how but much But 35s, money you, you can get in there. When you start going to 37s, 38s, then you mm. run into issues. Remember my 35s truck? 35s I mean, are pretty tight. What year was this HD? You just threw us a... Uh, uh, let, well, let's say it's a current model in the last couple of years. I mean, it's... 35s, you're okay with just a couple. No, why you're shaking your head? No, because the wheel wells on the GM stuff isn't, they're not that big. I know that. I owned one, but 33s, you're okay with. Leveling kit on the front, no problem fitting 33s. 35s, depends on the tire too, because not all 35s are the same. Some companies have a small 35 that might be a 34 and a half. Other companies like Nitto are traditionally a bigger tire size than what's advertised. They could be a 35 or and a half or 36. And so a lot of it has to do with that. It has to do with wheel offset. Um, there's a lot of factors to, to consider. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what my dually, the first time we lifted it, I put up on an 8-inch lift with 37s and it wouldn't clear lock to lock. Mm-hmm. And so I had to go up to a 10-12 lift. Interesting. Which is uh, pricey. A lot. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah. I mean, do it if you can afford it, but otherwise don't. Or if you don't have any money, just keep listening to the Truck Show podcast for free. That's Oh, yeah, that's great. Good idea. <laughs> All right, well, if you'd like to send us an email, we'd love to read it. Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. That's truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. The Truck Show. The Truck Show. The Truck Show. Oh, oh. And he's at LBC Lightning, and I'm at Sean P. Holman, and we are at Truck Show Podcast on all of your favorite uh, social platforms, except for that other one. Uh, you know, did we talk about our builds? Uh, I guess you did mention it earlier in the show briefly. Yeah, uh, I posted on our uh, social today and said, follow us. And then we both uh, got like, I don't know, 50 followers or something. So that was kind of cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And I felt- I'm leading of... you right now, by the no, way. You, yeah, no, I know. I've... You were beating me last week. But you should be leading me because right now- I have just a couple teasers of the truck. Oh, I have a With cool a flat tire. Do I have a cool burnout? I'm gonna post. Oh, you guys will love that. Leg leg. Uh, yeah, a one wheel peel. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, no, it got pretty smoky and it reeked just like ass. Oh uh, yeah. We videotaped it for something that I can't tell you about just yet. All right. Well, glad to yeah. see you're working Recorded. on your own truck. That's really cool. I know, but you know what I'm not doing? What? I'm working not on, working on yours. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, it's gonna come to blows at some point. Let, isn't let, it? let me tell you, lightning's number two in my book. Oh. <laughs> I think we established you're the number two in this relationship. Uh, nope. Nope. Uh, I am the honest, uh, trustworthy, 
journalists bringing bringing the info every uh, every week. You are you are those things. For 128 episodes with yeah. you in this steaming hot room that has no air conditioning it or is fan. Dank in here. <laughs> it's a, dank I mean, is a good dude. word. You know what's funny is uh, it was warm today, uh-huh. and so our uh, one of our studio walls faces the west where the sun sets. You don't say. And uh, it heats up the room like a brick oven. But then when I was driving up the freeway, the marine layer came in and it dropped like 15 degrees. I'm thinking, oh, it's so much cooler up here. Not in this room, it's not. Nope, retains all the heat. Yeah, it's That's almost like, uh, you know what this is? It's a Las Vegas parking structure in the dead of summer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, well, if uh, if you're in the market for a half-ton truck, please go check out our presenting sponsor, Nissan. We should do the show from inside a Nissan Titan with the AC. It works so good. We did a whole freaking interview with the executives so we'll from just, Nissan you, in a Titan. You want to do the whole show in a truck. It sounded good, didn't it? I mean, I like the AC, but I can't even have a fan on in here to cool us off because you're worried about the noise. What? That's true. Uh, what are we going to do when there's a hurricane of 30-degree uh, air coming out of the dash? Yeah, it would go on the microphone. That hey, work. truck show! Well, <laughs> hey, but we, we would be super comfortable. We would be comfortable. And by the way, that Titan, not every truck out there blows icy cold. That Titan... Dude, Frigid. Dude, it is an absolute meat locker in there. <laughs> you need, good, a, you need a parka. AC. Yeah, you do. <laughs> so uh, head over to NissanUSA.com. And, and called Nautica. Get a, get a really <laughs> heavy jacket. No, what's the, what's the company that makes the Patagonia or something like that? Uh, or like a Canada Goose with a patch on the arm. Oh, yeah, because it's so freaking cold, that icy, that icy air coming out of the vents in the Nissan Titan. And right? you can be assured that for uh, five years or 100,000 miles, that icy air is going to uh, continue to flow. Oh, true that. I didn't even think about that. And don't forget. If you are like my man Lightning and you like picking things up off the side of the road, then uh, a Titan XT might be more your style. And, of course, a deck system, the best cargo organizer for your truck or van, deck.com. Head over. And uh, I know a bunch of you bought deck systems because you've been emailing us. Hey, guys, I got a deck system. Where's the photos, dude? Bring it S- on. Send them in. Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com so we can get credit. I mean, we got to send them up to uh, Greg at Decked and go, hey, hey we're, see, we're, we're selling. See? We're doing it. What's up? Yeah. Brosif. Yeah. What he said. <laughs> I don't think we'd call, would we call Greg Brosif? I would. Okay. I'm not afraid of him. Nah. All right. Yeah, he's cool. He likes us, I think. I would hope so. All right. So uh, episode 128 is behind us. Mm-hmm. What, uh, we haven't done a, uh, what is it when you look in the mirror and you do like one of those a self- reflection? Yeah, self-reflection. We haven't done one of those in a while. How, how do you think we've been doing lately? I, I think it would go something like this. Mirror, mirror on the wall. You still suck.